we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Of the beast. We're back, Nesbitt. We're back. How you doing? I'm doing good. We're finally back. Yeah. Back from the dead. From the dead. It took Maiden to like pull us up out of the grave. Well, that probably makes sense considering <laughs> we're a Maiden podcast. <laughs> it's good to be back though. Last July yeah. that we had our last episode, so that was almost a year ago. Almost a year. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a year. Well, until I tried to open the recording stuff. <laughs> then it seems like a year. Where's that file? Where's that thing? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a while, but you know, a lot going on. I mean, a yeah. lot happening lately. Just been like, I I would say the way that everything has happened, and we'll, we'll break all that down. But over the last what two weeks, it's been nothing but Maiden just hitting us in every every dimension. Oh yeah, I know everything's been <laughs> on the internet's just been like Maiden, Maiden, Maiden everywhere I look, which is awesome. It feels so good to have Maiden active again and to be like anticipating something new from Maiden. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It is. And we've got some new stuff. So before we get into anything, let's get into a beer. Yeah, so I think that's um, very important. What beer are we having today? Today, well, as the only beer fitting, I think, uh, Sun and Steel, the samurai on the label, which we'll uh, discuss at great length coming up. <laughs> Spo- spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. There's a samurai Eddie. Again. <laughs> Perfect choice. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Oh man, it's been a while. It's been too long. Ah, that's lovely. <laughs> this one's gonna go down a little quick. Oh, <laughs> this man. one might go fast. It's so good. So uh so today we're going to break down this new song. We're going to reflect on a few things, see where that goes, talk about what's ahead. So I don't know. I mean, this might be a, a multiple beer episode. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, we'll just do a marathon episode now and just uh, talk about whatever. But it'll be uh, it'll be fun. It's been a while, man. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot's been going on now. With obviously, as we're as we're um, you know as we put this out, as we're recording this, the writing on the wall signals come out, and at the same time they've announced the album. That's right. And uh, that's right. And we've been basically inundated with breadcrumbs and tricks and, and just all kinds of things. So it's just been, I mean, I don't really know what to make of it all now. I mean, so much of it was leading up to writing on the wall. When that when that was came out, everybody thought there was going to be a hundred different things announced. And then a, s- a single came out and then all of a sudden more breadcrumbs and then an album. I mean, how have you processed it all? I don't know. That Bell Shazar's Feast had everyone like going crazy, including me. I was yeah. like... I thought that was going to be the name of the album. I thought maybe mm. the name of the single. I think it's just kind of a tie-in to the video, and that was it. But when yeah. Bruce said, like, you're invited to Belshazzar's Feast. July the 15th, rain or shine, heaven or hell, man or beast, you're invited to Belshazzar's Feast. But your mum can't come. I thought it was going to be more than just a video and a song. I thought it was going to be him like addressing us somehow. You know what I mean? Just because they made such a hype yeah. about it, I thought it'd be like, hey, everybody, blah, blah, blah. This is what's going on. And You know what I mean? Even if it was just like a little 30-second intro somehow. Or or maybe yeah. like some little like uh, video montage of them like getting an album ready or something like that. That's what I thought it was when he made such a big deal. of the. In- I didn't think he was just inviting us to like watch their YouTube video. Not that I'm complaining, <laughs> you, it's just, I was way off course. <laughs> oh, of course, everybody was. Everybody was like, oh, it's going to be X, Y, and Z, and 100 things. 
Uh, but you had your dinner jacket on. You were ready for the feast. <laughs> you, had your, you had your you had your you had your tux, and then you saw the video, and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna put that away." Sharpening um, that my that knives. video, yeah, sharpening your knives, getting ready for it. That video, I gotta say, I, I love it. Like I was, I've watched it so many times, probably more than any other uh, main <laughs> video, and that's that's likely because of the context in which I saw it. You know, so hungry for maiden stuff. Yeah, but I, I was really impressed with that, and and I gotta be honest. Uh, um, you know, well, I don't want to give my take on the song till we get into breaking it down, but uh, and there's a lot of ranging takes out there. Uh, but writing on the wall, it's a single now for the new album. It's the first thing that's out. Anyone can go listen to it. It's on Spotify. You can watch the video on YouTube. Yeah, it's all. What are your place. thoughts on it right out the gate? Yeah, well, it's everywhere. I'll tell you about the first time that I heard it. So I was listening to it on. I tuned in for the live release. I was sitting in my computer room or my office with a computer in it, and I had my like my stereo plugged into the back of the computer and I had the volume like cranked up and I was sitting there waiting and the countdown was going on and finally it goes black and up comes you just see flames starting to like write out the letters and it's like T you know the the cross and then the down of the T and then the H and I'm like oh the <laughs> and it took like two <laughs> minutes for it to write out in flames in the maiden font the writing on the wall and yeah. after they got to writing, I was like, okay, it is the writing on the wall like everyone thought. Uh, but that mm. was just a big, like, tease. And then my eight-year-old daughter came in while I was, she, I was sitting there watching these words. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> waiting for the new Iron Maiden thing. Stay here. You're going to witness history. And she was all excited. <laughs> and then the video came on, and she was just like, ew. And she was like, it's so loud in here. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <That's fun. laughs> I had it cranked, like, deafening. Um, yeah. But anyway, I watched it and I thought it was pretty cool. It was a lot to take in the first time, but the first thing you hear, I heard was that like intro. And yeah. like that kind of desert imagery and stuff. And I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. It reminded me a lot of, uh, from here, uh, what is it? If Eternity Should Fail, the, you know what I mean? That clean guitar with lots of reverb, you know what I mean? Yeah, it did. I, I also found a little bit of a Book of Souls rhythm to it. And when it first hit, the first time I heard it, I was like, this is kind of country. I it remember totally the first is. time I Well, it's, it. it's yeah. that main riff is like... Yeah. I initially thought Yannick when I heard that riff, because it had that folky kind of sound to it. But it is actually more of like a bluesy Adrian thing. And it has this like cool stomp to it. And it's a stomp. It reminds me of kind of like something Zeppelin would do. It's like, a, you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. cool. It's like I called it. A couple of people asked me what I thought, and I said it sounded like a southern rock version of the Mother Russia riff. Ooh, that's a good take on it. I actually have a clip here where I took the two riffs and played them together, and then I played them at the same time. And uh, you can hear it is kind of similar to uh, Mother Russia. <laughs> So if you play them together, they even kind of match up if you sync the tempo and the and the pitch, which I had to do. 
That's so cool. I found throughout the whole, uh, and we'll, obviously we'll break it down as we go, but throughout yeah. the whole song, there was multiple times where I was like, oh, I've heard this riff before. Yeah. I've heard that before. But in, in a good way. Yeah. And, you know, an interesting take on it. And then I kept thinking, I could go look this up or I'm just going to wait for Nesbitt <laughs> to tell me. <laughs> so all our listeners out there are going to be, welcome to Clips. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people do not like this because they said it sounded kind of like country. But, it, I don't know. To me, it's mm. it's just cool, man. Like, I can already picture Yannick dancing to this on stage. <laughs> yeah but i know what you mean there's some like stuff that reminds you of other things like i said the intro kind of reminded me of eternity should fail and like if you play the two of them together they are similar they don't you know they're like i said clean guitar with lots of reverb but it's uh this is the the two parts of those songs together I could just see it now. Welcome to the feast. You can eat my bile. <laughs> yeah, you can eat my soul meat. <laughs> you can eat my, my soul meat. Necropolis, the harvester of the soul meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Harvester and distributor of soul meat. Best locally grown soul meat available. Organic, Organic. free range soul meat. <laughs> I love it. Um, there's there's a, there's a few other references. Um, I don't want to jump too far ahead in the song, so I want to get your take on the chorus. I want to get all those things. Yeah. But... Around the four-minute-ish mark, uh, shortly after, there's like two solos. Oh yeah, um, they're awesome. And, and they're yeah, and I mean, and and they're they're kind of they're sewn together by a riff. I'm not sure. I'd love you to break down the solos, but the the riff in between harkens back to something on Book of Souls right. for sure. So that reminds me yeah. of the Pilgrim. It, it yeah. now it 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 feels like the Pilgrim. Like, it sounds like something Yannick would come up with. It's, like, it doesn't sound like the Pilgrim. It feels like the Pilgrim. It reminds me of the Pilgrim. It kind of reminded me of that when I first heard it. But there's a couple of songs that it could kind of sound like, but that's the big one for me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, a little little throwback. It, it, you know, when I first heard this this track, I thought this could be on Dance of Death or Final Frontier. And there you're linking it back to Matter, Life, and Death, and we just linked it originally to, to Book of Souls. It's very much a new age, second wave, or whatever you want to call that. Yeah, well, it's called post-reunion era. era. Yeah. Yeah, it really... Very well, much. yeah. That's Kevin Shirley, co-produced by Steve Harris, and it's written by Adrian Smith and Bruce Dickinson. I don't know. So Bruce Dickinson and Adrian Smith, they're, what songs have they written together? Flight of Icarus, Two Minutes to Midnight, 
Speed of Light, Death or Glory, Hooked in You, Moonchild, Back in the Village. So usually they're kind of more of a, I don't know, maybe a, more of a rocker than this is, but this one really mm. is kind of a mid-tempo rocker. And it's very catchy. It's very much a Smith Dickinson kind of like all those songs that they write together. They're kind of, you know, they're catchy earworms. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. You catch on to it. When I first heard it, I was like, I was like, uh, okay, little country at the gate, then a little bit repetitive with the chorus. And I was like, okay, you know. And then I finished and I was like, uh, I don't know if people are going to like this. I mean, I can see me kind of getting into it. I was like a little disappointed that it wasn't crazy at the gate. I was kind of like that too, yeah. Yeah, I listened to it a second time, and then I started listening to it a third time, then a fourth time, and then I was like walking downstairs to get a beer, and I was like singing the writing on the wall of my head, and I was like, <laughs> okay, it's got me now. And then there are some like weird inflection points in the lyrics I find like that that kind of I find a little bit campy, which I like. Yeah, but overall yeah. the song's just totally grown on me, and I, I really kind of love it now. Yeah, well, when I first heard it on YouTube, I was like, I can't even hear Bruce, I can't hear what he's saying. And then yeah. I kind of listened to it on, so I listened to it once, and then I listened to it the one time. And then I had to take my bike to the bike store. So I, you know, to the bike shop. So I put my bike on the bike rack and I drove, I was gone like 20 minutes. And the whole time I was there Mm. after hearing the song once, I had that stuck in my head. So then I came home and listened to it on Spotify, which was better. Um, And since then I got uh, the the MP3 I downloaded from the iTunes store. Uh, You know, Don McIntyre on Twitter recommended that and I did it. And that sounds I think it sounds better than Spotify and way better than YouTube. And you can actually hear Bruce. He sounds like he doesn't sound buried like he does on the on the first run through that I heard. But I don't know. It, I'm pretty happy with the you know production and stuff. I don't have a lot of problem with Kevin Shirley's production. Like a lot of people really hate it and they miss Martin Birch. And they mm. always compare Modern Maiden, the sound, to the Martin Birch eras. eras. But it, it's not the same band. You know what I mean? It's like... Who knows what Birch would have done with these guys? Like people, they love to speculate and say, you know, Martin Birch would never let them repeat the course this many times, blah, blah, blah. You don't know what, you know, it's a proggier band. They're writing different songs. There's three guitarists now. They're in a different phase. Like, I don't know. I don't have, like, you can't really compare a power slave to a final frontier when it's completely different kind of songs. And I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I suppose you can't. I suppose you can compare them. Because one mm. clearly does sound, <laughs> our slave clearly does sound better. But I mean, it's a different band. Mm. I don't know how you, I don't know. It's weird. I'm not complaining. I, I, I'm not a big stickler on this stuff. So, no, I, I found the first time I listened to it, I was listening through my, uh, I do have like Bose speakers on my on my computer, but I don't know what song, like some of the channels or something, they're collapsing. I don't know what it was, but um, I, I got it plugged in wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> as I was listening to it, it, Bruce was so muted and flat. And you know what it reminded me of? We didn't get into it. You know, it's been since the podcast, but the production on the live album, the Mexican album. Yeah. Like how he was, he, I didn't like the mix on that. I mean, we haven't really talked about that and then we'll throw it out. Yeah. Bit. I think mean, we'll get but, into it late in a bit. Yeah. I'm actually wearing that shirt right now. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm wearing the vintage Talking Maiden Oh, the Talking Maiden, one. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I broke this one out. But at, when I first listened to it and then I was really concerned and I wrote to you and you said, you know, switch up how you're listening to it. So I started listening on headphones and I changed the medium like you did. I went on the iTunes and boom, night and day difference. So it was how he's listening it. So if anyone out there finds that, you know, Bruce is muted or it feels flat, it might be how you're listening to it. And and as soon as I switched that, it made it a world of difference. Yeah. Cause he was on the YouTube version when I was listening to it. Um, and even on 
speakers, no, even on headphones through the computer on YouTube. Like, I couldn't pick out what Bruce was saying, and I was, like, really trying to pick out the lyrics, and uh, this was before they had them posted on their website. But, mm. uh, yeah, and I, I don't know. It was, it was, I was kind of disappointed in that, but I think it was just, it's just the compression on YouTube or something like that. But what do you think about Bruce's vocals on this album, because, or on this song? Because he sounds great, but at the same time, he's singing in that weird register where he sounds like he's kind of straining a bit. He doesn't sound mm. like he's singing in a most comfortable like range for him. Like he doesn't have that power as like he would if he was singing in a lower range. Like listen to this clip. Like he just sounds like he's like ah, right at the you know, he doesn't feel like he's belting it out. He feels like he's like hitting the note. Yeah, and it's it, yeah, it, it it feels a bit strange, but also very muted in the way you know it's it feels like he's 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 a little bit I don't know he's it almost feels like he's holding back, but and and it's so it is even after the the new the new balance it is still pretty low in the mix it just feels it does feel a little tense yeah I don't know if that's the right word for it but I mean that said the more I listen to that you know and I'm I'm probably I'm in the teens now I've listened completely start to finish on the song it gets better every time I listen to it so I, I don't agree. know if I, yeah. It, I yeah I get a little like we were talking about doing this I was like I needed a bit I I've been listening I've been just listening on loop all day today and it's <laughs> such a grower it's such a grower of a track it is well it's funny cuz like yeah. we kind of put the podcast on hold and then the single yeah. came out and we were like meh, I don't know and then you went to your yeah. cabin and I went to my cabin and we were both at separate cabins <laughs> drinking beer, and then we were listening to this song, and we started texting each other yeah. back and forth, and we're like, let's come back for one more episode. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, let's catch up with everybody, and, uh, you know, yeah. Well, we'll finish out the song and talk about what we're going to do, but we'll. Uh, we, it's just definitely good to get back, and we've had a lot of good engagement. Every time that uh, Iron Maiden puts out a breadcrumb, we get a bunch of people that are chasing <laughs> us. They're like, oh, come on. You know, all of a sudden, like, Bruce will do, you know, some little thing. They'll be like, you got to talk about that. <laughs> well, the talkingmaiden so. at gmail.com, we got a ton of emails yeah. saying, like, you got to come back yeah. now. you got to come back for the song. And, like, Twitter, we got a bunch of private messages and people yeah. tweeting at us. And you said on the Facebook, which I haven't seen the Facebook. Facebook. You said you're getting a lot on the Facebook, too, so. Yeah, old man Nesbitt, no likey to Facebook. You're not, you're not getting on the you're not getting on the Facebook page. I'm not on Facebook no. <laughs> Every now and then I just say, oh, I got a big uh, profile picture of you up on Facebook, and he logs in and freaks out. <laughs> yeah. What do you make of the lyrics of the track? Um, they're kind of they're they're kind of cool. It's like very much about like an, the end of an empire. You know what I mean? Like the he used to make that yeah. speech at the beginning of when he did Book of Souls live on the Book of Souls tour. Before they did the song Book of Souls, he used to make this speech at a few of the shows about like the end of empires and stuff like that. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Yeah. The dead gave us the time to live and now our time is done. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It very much hints towards like, you know, obviously there's the the whole, um, what do you call it? Like almost, what's a Mad Max concept? Armageddon like concept. What do you call apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. That kind of concept yeah. is very... Very resonates with yeah. the pandemic, and the but then it seems like a horsemen of the apocalypse yeah. thing. But you got to remember, this song is pre-pandemic, right? Is it? Because this came out that it was recorded. We were right when we did. Remember, we put all those clues together in an episode when we were trying to figure yes. out when they recorded. Oh, it's the Paris recording of this album. Yeah, they recorded you, in Paris we in 2019, about. so it's a pre-pandemic. So mm. the lyrics, I don't think, unless they came up with the lyrics later or changed the lyrics after, but like. 
if if this song was written the way that they said it was written then and we were right about like the dates and everything it was recorded in 2019 early 2019 um we did an episode i think it was episode number 76 where we talked about we put all the clues together because leading up to that in the early 70s this is episode 70 something we started dropping these finding these hints online like people were seeing members of iron maiden outside the studio in paris and stuff and we put together this episode where we put all the hints together and we kind of concluded that they're definitely writing an album in paris uh in 2019 and uh we were right so if that's right then wow. those lyrics were written pre-pandemic so this you know so that was written then in the middle of probably between I think the first and second leg of the book. Yeah, of Souls it was tour. in a break of the legacy. Or, the, or sorry, the legacy, of the Beast tour. Right, the legacy touring. Yeah, it was in the break. Yeah, the, yeah. And but, apparently, but Bruce's according vocals to the, were so. Oh, according ahead, to the credits, Adrian Smith wrote the lyrics, but I don't know if that's an error or if he really did. But if you look at the credits for the song, it says the lyrics are by Adrian Smith. Hmm, which is interesting because yeah. it seems that the lyrics drive the story in the video and that says like written by Bruce Dickinson. I know, it's right. weird. So I'm not sure if that's right, yeah. but that's what the credits said. Oh, I haven't sorry. checked Debate. this either. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool but, though. It, a so, land of hope and glory building graveyards for the brave. So uh, there's so many cool uh, cool like little lines in here. I don't know. I'm I'm almost I'm almost glad to say that it, it, it was written back then because one of the things I would say that especially when you watch the video with the pandemic and all that stuff is that you could, you know, all of a sudden you're always worried about things being political. And I was yeah. just like, what kind of statement is this all about? And I'm glad, I'm glad about that. Although, you know, the whole class warfare, you know, big fat guy, I was, you know, at the middle of the feast and everyone trying to get in. I mean, that's an, that's a tale as old as time. So that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's really cool. But if it was recorded back in 2019, which all indications are it was, then that 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 makes the the voices a little different. It means he's trying something here because he was he was in his absolute peak in the legacy. Yeah, he sounded great. Like he was yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, but because when you were saying that earlier, and and when I was listening to it, I was uh, you know holding back a little bit nervous on where he might be at <laughs> if it was if it was a recent recording, like i.e. like five or six months ago. Yeah. Well, mm. you know, unless they, you know, usually vocals would be the last thing they put down. So who knows, right? Yeah. Yeah, they be. might have re-recorded them because <laughs> they were too awesome. <laughs> um, the solos yeah. we kind of touched on, but we didn't get into something. We talked about yes. that little melody in between the solos. Two solos. The first one's good. The second one is Adrian Smith, and it's great. It's amazing. The first solo, who do you think? Here, I'll play the first solo, and you tell me who you think plays this. I mean that's that's Dave. You would think, but the way you phrase the question kind of sounds leads me like, to believe. Yeah, it sounds there's some parts in there that sound like like tr- trademark Dave Murray. Yeah, but then I'm like, maybe it's Adrian. And there's a little section in there that sounds a bit like Yannick too, and the tone doesn't sound like what I think Dave Murray's tone would sound like. You know what I mean? Oh. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But I'm kind of stuck Should- on who plays this one. I have no idea. Like I want to say Dave Murray, but I'm not sure. 
Oh, should we run it through the acoustic spectrum analyzer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no way to know yet, is there? Well, usually you can find some little, like there's a few little runs in there that are smooth, like they yeah. worry things, but I don't yeah. know. It, something about it, I don't know. It doesn't, it sounds like Dave Murray, but it doesn't feel 100% like Dave Murray. So I wouldn't be surprised if this was Adrian. I don't know. And there's a little section in there that sounds like something Yannick would throw in a little bit, you know, off the cuff or whatever. Oh. But I don't know. I'm I'm leaning. Interesting. I'm leaning 5% Yannick, 70% that it's Dave, and 25% that it's Adrian. Does that have to 100? <laughs> this is... <laughs> We, we we have it here on Talking Maiden, Schrodinger's guitar player. So Schrodinger's solo, until we see it, we're not going to know. Uh, that's awesome, though. I, I assumed it was just uh, just a Dave standard. Yeah, at the first time through, I thought it was, but I've been listening to it a lot. I don't know. I know the second is for sure Adrian. And if this is what the guitar playing on the album is going to be like, this is going to be like, there's going to be a lot of amazing moments on this album. I love, love the solo. So great. And yeah, it's amazing. It gets better every time you hear it too. Yeah, it kind yeah, of has then, a, like a. You know, I love the guitar playing in Isle of Avalon. It's got at the beginning of it has a little bit of that to it, not quite that mm-hmm. like, you know, proggy, but like just I don't know. It's really cool and so emotional. Like Adrian just nailed that one. And it does what the best solos do, which is as soon as it comes out, it kicks right back into rocking out, which yep. is what I love about it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, it, I mean it's it it's kind of the standard. Uh, you know, post reunion, you know, semi epic kind of longer rock track yeah. format. Well, but, and and you know, yeah. Well, that's something. Okay, so when it first came out, yeah. you know, Dave Shuttleworth, I mm. uh, was got an email from him, and he mentioned that it was sort of formulaic, and uh, yeah. I always like his takes on stuff because he's like he's a no bullshit guy. He doesn't really sugarcoat anything. He loves Maiden. That's true. But if there's something substandard, he's like he won't have it. <laughs> But he yeah. was like, it's formulaic, and it does, you know, Modern Maiden is like the kind of the it's the intro, then you get a verse, a chorus, a verse, a chorus, a long solo break with a couple of people taking turns, then you have like your, your chorus, chorus, and outro, right? That's the longest day, that's yeah. these colors don't run, if attorney should fail, Blood Brothers, No More Lies, uh, yeah. Out of the Silent Planet, For the Greater Good of God, what else? The the Pilgrim. All these songs are like these newer yeah. maiden kind of mid mid tempo rockers. I'll have that kind of formula. But I mean, I don't know. Verse course, verse course, solo course, course is kind of like it's not really a maiden thing. It's pretty much just like a, a music thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got I got a take on that. Right, yeah. like everything is formulaic when you look at it at a certain level. Right, like so for uh, you know sex, you you take your clothes off, you do something, then you go to sleep. I mean, it's all formulaic <laughs> at some level. You know, you sit down, you take your knife and fork, whatever the food is, you eat it, and then you're done. I mean, it's so 
there is definitely a bit of a structure here, but I find the more Maiden, especially in the newer albums, breaks from that or, you know, does something crazy, then people have real issues with it. They go super long, they have an issue. There's no solo, they have an issue. You know, it doesn't have a repetitive course, they can't get into it. Yeah. So it's it's always a trade-off. I don't see it as too formulaic. I definitely, you know, there's some... Oh, the first neither. time you yeah. listen to it, yeah. 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 You're not blown away by the structure of the song. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. I mean, in some way, you know, it is table stakes. Yeah. But I don't but, care, uh, man. I don't. I just want good yeah. songs. I don't really care. This is the thing. Okay. <laughs> this is going to set me yeah. off, like, on a rant now. But, like, um, so this comes out. You're looking through. I was looking through Twitter, looking through to see what people think of the song. And there's so many mm. people that hate it. They think it's the worst thing ever. And they're like, the song is, like, horrible. It's unlistenable. Like, a lot of people. Now, Probably not a lot. Probably just a lot of like everything on Twitter. It's just a couple of really loud people, and you know, I mean, that's the one percent makes more noise than the ninety nine percent that like it. But yeah. they keep. I keep hearing people saying it doesn't sound like Maiden. It doesn't sound like Maiden. It's not Maideny, and I'm like, Maiden just can't win with these people. Like if they do something different yeah. like this, they take a bit of a risk and they do something different. They don't sound like Maiden, right? And a lot of them they think like if it doesn't have the gallop, it's not Maiden. You know. Uh, I don't know where that comes from because like a very small percentage of Maiden songs have like a gallop, you know, those like triplets on the bass yeah. and the drums. So like out of 150 plus songs, there's what, like a dozen, 14, 15 that have that true gallop in them. You know what I mean? It just so happens Trooper, Run of the Hills. What else? Evil That Men Do, Only the Good Die Young, maybe Killers. Yeah. Like there's some of their biggest hits have it. So I think a lot of casual fans think gallop when they think of Maiden. Um, but like... I don't know. There are a lot more than that. That's a very, very small, small part of what they do. Like, but then if they do come out and they do have a song with a gallop in it, everyone's like, they're rehashing and recycling their old like material. They don't have any fresh ideas. Iron Maiden sounds tired. You know what I mean? There's no, I don't know. This whole doesn't sound like Maiden. Like, I'm sure people said that when, you know, they switched from Deanna Dickinson. People, I'm sure there's people at the time, like, it doesn't sound like Maiden anymore. Like, uh, Rolling Stone gave number of the beast at two and a half star and said that it was like they had lost the whole point basically when that came out because like you know that switched to dickinson and i bet you when somewhere in time with the guitar synths seventh son with the keyboards i bet people are like it doesn't sound like maiden it doesn't sound like maiden and now those are people two of their favorite albums right and the blaze albums yeah. of course people were probably like this doesn't sound like maiden they still say that and yeah. but like the satellite 15 intro the piano on empire of the clouds like yeah Sounding like making sounding different and taking risks and changing your sound is the sound of Maiden. When you think about it, like they're yeah. always changing their sound, always trying new things. There's nothing more Maiden than ex, you know experimenting and changing your sound. Like so, I don't. I, this it just drives me crazy when people are like, "It's not Maiden. It's not Maiden." And nothing would say you're done more than just bringing out the same old thing, you know, time yeah. and time again. I mean, one of the one of the things we're worried about is turnover in the band. How many more, you know, tours there are actually going to be? You know, what's the what's the longevity here? You know, we we had predicted before the podcast, before we took a break, that there would be another album. But you remember, I was skeptical. I was just like, and then when the pandemic hit, you know, there's all the excuses that come with the pandemic, you know, you can't get, you can't get water on a plane. You know, there's a reason to, to, you know, everything has got a pandemic excuse. So now the opportunity to just say, now nah, we're going to shelve it. We're not going to do it. It's so real. So, you know, there's so many of these factors that make you wonder about, uh, are they going to keep going? Where are they going to keep going? And we're seeing this. And then this comes out 
And, you know, we haven't even talked about the tour, the artwork. You know, we, we hinted at the quality of the video. So much exciting stuff coming for a Maiden fan. And we're sitting here going, ah, you know, someone's on Reddit going, oh, this isn't, uh, this isn't good enough. Like, no, thankfully, thankfully, we got Harris to determine what's Maiden and not. Yeah. <laughs> and you can have your opinions. And you can come on this journey and enjoy this with us and go to what's going to be an amazing tour. Or you can not and just sit in your basement and, you yeah. know, do whatever you want. Well, it's yeah. like, yeah, it annoys me that people like because you hear that a lot like people they listen to iron maiden when they're kids or teenagers or maybe they're in their early 20s Mm. and now they're like our age and in their 40s and like it doesn't feel the same and it like never will you'll never have that same feeling that you'll have when you're like a kid listening to maiden you know nothing's exciting as exciting to a 40 something year old man as when you're a teenager and you just got to get over it like if they released Power Slave Part 2, people would complain it's not as good as the 80s stuff. Like, the 80s stuff is, like, in, locked in their mind as, like, the pinnacle and nothing will compare. And it's just, like, I hate, it, it makes no sense to me at all. It really annoys me. It's like, okay, it's like if I said to you, you know, back in the 80s, like, Christmas was awesome. And then somewhere around, you know, 1990, <laughs> yeah. Christmas just sold out. Christmas sold out. It used to be better. Christmas since then they've been yeah. it's been phoning it in you know I, I don't identify with it anymore it's okay it's not yeah. fun I wish Christmas would go back to the way it was in the 80s but like I don't know I'm not even really that much of a fan but I still you know I still celebrate Christmas but like it's not yeah. the way it used to be like something's wrong with Christmas they lost they lost the plot and it's like that's no Christmas yeah. didn't lose anything Christmas is Christmas you changed and you don't feel the same because you're old now like yeah, I don't know. Just that's to... <laughs> so true. It's so true. We have so many friends like that, and uh, most of our friends are, are, are well balanced dudes that love to have a good time. There's so many people that just spend all the time complaining that things aren't the way they used to be. I mean, that's what old people do. And I, I just I just want to look at them and say, I wish they'd make a boner pill for your perspective on life. Because seriously, I mean, get over it. You're not that age anymore, uh, you know, and it's all on you. And, it's funny uh, too, because when we were yeah. doing the the podcast like back before we put it on pause. A lot we like we got a lot of feedback and where I was always talking back and forth, answering emails and mm. chatting to people about Maiden. Like I answered every single person that emailed us. It was like sometimes after an episode we get like a dozen emails. And you'd notice that the listeners who were younger, like the twenty somethings and you know what I mean? They weren't as focused on the eighties stuff. They kind of viewed it all together. But it was the people our age that kind of were like, you know, the eighties was the best and nothing will ever compare. It's funny, like yeah. it's the nostalgia attraction that like they have to these albums from when they're a kid i don't know it drives me crazy yeah christmas sold yeah. out <laughs> chris christmas sold out christmas is no good anymore <laughs> yeah get over that um i i absolutely i'm i'm so pumped with this track and i'm so pumped with the new album like it's just so awesome and it's so what we need to guys like we're coming out of this whole malaise this year and a half of like you know i just had to tune everything in i was like sick of this crap i'm oh, pumped yeah. about this song i love it i love the lyrics you know i think it's a great track it's got a great build up it's you know it's a it's got the earworm it's got the hooks that you talked about but for me what really won me over on this track and what made the lyrics really make sense cuz i was kind of looking at it with a political pandemic lens being like oh what's this about you know yeah the 1% or something. I was like, Oh God. And then, uh, as I, as I saw the video, I was like, you, you first described it to me when you linked it to me, you said it's very heavy metal-esque, which is like a cartoon. I loved. Yeah. Heavy metal. Back yeah. In the day. Yeah. But I love it. I love all the Easter eggs. I love the theme. I love the way the Eddie is born. I love watching people just get killed. I think it's so awesome. What do you take on it? Yeah. It's pretty cool. I love it too. Like I'm not a big fan of, you know, comic book and cartoony kind of stuff. I don't know if it's just because it's Maiden, 
but like i don't know i'm a big fan of this video like remember i told you i ordered all the iron maiden comic books in all the yes. different uh, all the different comic book album or not album what are they called the cover variations or whatever so i yes. bought all these comic books i don't think I, I cracked the spine on one i think and just flipped through it but i never read any of them i just stuck them on a shelf just for, into the collection but uh i'm just not a, i tried to i was like i'll read through all these and see what it's all about and i was just i don't know i'm not i'm not into comic book stuff but this video had enough cool stuff in it and it fit the music so well is the thing like it the music was a really perfect soundtrack for mm-hmm. it i read a uh, uh article where they said that the video team of 60 artists took eight months to produce. So it's been... What? Yeah, that's what they said. So uh, 60 artists. Yeah. So I don't know if... Yeah. I guess there's digital art in there with the, the new Samurai Eddie and stuff. Uh, but it's funny because this was foreshadowed in May of 2021 when Fergal, you know our buddy Fergal from the Feckin' Metal podcast, sent me a link yeah. to an interview with Bruce Dickinson. And uh, this is, they asked him a question, and this is his answer. Um, so, so what have you been up to during lockdown, other than getting yourself fit and stuff like that? Well, I've been um, doing some researching about doing some writing in terms of some, some script-type stuff, because we're, uh, I'm working with a, a screenwriter on maybe trying to bring a movie to the screen about the, the Sarajevo concert. So we, I've been working on that, been working on a couple of other crazy movie ideas. You know, I've been watching Sons of Anarchy. Oh, have you? Yeah, okay. absolutely. And uh, that, that, that may come into play. Some, a few of the things that might be happening with us over the next uh, few months um, are closely related to, uh, to that experience. So you, I'm, I've been sort of seeding my brain, as it were, with uh, with things, and you know, watching a load of zombie movies on Netflix. So the fact that he said he was like binge watching Sons of Anarchy, and that that's going to come into play, like that ties into this whole motorcycle four horsemen of the apocalypse in this, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know zombie <laughs> movies watching. Like I think that's what he was talking about. How he said he's working on something that that's going to come into play. This is separate from. He also yeah. mentioned, which is something else that's cool, is they're making a movie of the uh, the Sarajevo thing at, that the doc. Well, we did an episode on the documentary, but they're making like a dramatic yeah. movie now. That's like the story of it, as like you know, telling the story of like characters as a fictional. Well, I guess fictional, but based on true events movie. So that's kind of cool to look forward to. Yeah, that kind of threw me off there because yeah. I do remember the documentary. I remember so many great, great moments of that guy, <laughs> Doc Doom. There was so much stuff that was awesome in that. But I mean, when you mean they make a movie, you think they'll like uh, uh, literally like shoot it with actors. And... Yeah, well, he went on. I didn't play a very long clip. I just kind of kept the stuff yeah. that's related to this video. But he did kind of go into um, detail about uh, – you know, doing a, a movie about the Syria thing with characters, with actors, and telling the story from, like, a character's point of view, which is kind of cool. But, yeah, I love the video, too. It's pretty cool. I love all the uh, the Easter eggs in it. Are, it's cool. The, the, the wrecked Air Ed Force one. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And the wreckage of the uh, smoldering cart and horses pub. <laughs> I was like. Yeah, which which is interesting because they did that right out the gate. And like when I saw that, because that was right in the beginning. Yeah. And uh, across from it, I think there was like, you know, I can't, I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was like Aces High or something like that. Yeah, bar Aces High uh, Bar or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Or but, store? but it was, it was smoldering. Yeah. 
Yeah, but if if everything else wasn't smoldering in that video, that would be a pretty epic commentary because obviously we've we've gone to length in this podcast, but how disgusted we were with what happened there. Oh, with the carton horses, yeah. Uh, yeah, just I actually went we... on the uh, the City of London, you know, website, and you can download all the applications and permits yeah. and floor plans and revised floor plans and you know of everything that's going on with that carton horses. I looked at all those documents and. Uh, I don't want to get into it now. Anyway, cart and horses. Yeah, with cart and horses. Yeah, that was interesting. And then there was, you know, there's even the R101. And, of course, look, there's, there's if anyone wants to find them, there's Easter eggs links. Uh, there's their sites with, like, that pick them all out frame by frame. Yeah, I'm not going to go so through them. You can things. Google them, and you can yeah. find they have, like, screenshots and all the little Easter eggs. But there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. I love the uh, I love the the whole idea of the, the fest and the, uh, the feast and then the, the whole – cave thing or whatever it's in and then the wall and you know the guy just goes through it and then and then at the end like the the pre-eddie eddie whatever he is yeah. he comes through and then he goes in he jumps in and he like melts and you're like oh god what was that about sacrifice or something and then he comes back and it gets reformed as eddie and it hits right in the guitar solos yeah i love so when just, the eddie it's, like, awesome. it's almost yeah. like the somewhere in time eddie and he gets this like chunk 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 this armor samurai armor mm. and then when he looks at the camera i was like this is cool it's really cool. Yeah. I remember I took a screenshot of the, of you of that and sent it to you when I was watching the video for the first time, and I was like, "This new Eddie's awesome." <laughs> he is. He is. And you know what's funny about him is he the new Eddie, and specifically on the album artwork, which we'll get into in a bit. Yeah. I find there's such a Book of Souls look and feel in the face in that. Like, it, and I don't know if it's just a departure from the earlier Eddies because there was that period in the in the after the reunion where the Eddie's kind of differentiated. Yeah. But I find he, he there's a common theme there. Well it's Mark Wilkinson who's the same guy that did yeah. the Book of Souls booklet. Yeah. And he did like Out of the Silent Planet single cover, the Wicker Man. So he's done a, a bit yeah. but he did the Book of Souls cover, so now he's you know, the dark bat background with the Eddie front and center. That's his thing, which is I'm happy with because yeah. I love the new cover. That's pretty cool. Nice. You know what we should do so at the what, end of this podcast? We should uh, do a director's commentary for the for the for the not a director's commentary, a talking maiden commentary where we we go three two one and we tell everyone to hit play on YouTube and you can listen to us talk about the video. Oh, that would be fun. Let's do that. I thought you were going to say then... after this, after this, I'm going to read through my complete ranking of songs start to finish and in bed, <laughs> in bed writing on the wall somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Every single one. Oh, not yet, not yet. No, it's it's too early to rank. Oh my god, yes. For me, I need it's, to yeah, like sit with a. I need to see how it fits on the album, and you know, I need. Mm. I can't put it in the rankings yet. Can you do me one favor yeah. before we move on to the next stuff? I want to hear the. I, I want to hear the chorus one more time. Just the chorus. Fire that clip in. Yeah. Yeah, that, now, yeah, Bruce does sound awesome. He's got a little reverb on his voice there, which is like, I, I take everything yeah. I said about his voice back. <laughs> now, anyone who hears that, if you don't think of yourself at the next Maiden show, just rock it out. Then oh, you're yeah. Missing out. Like, this it's such is, a, a headbanger. Like, you could bang, it's the perfect speed to like bang your head to. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's awesome. Absolutely. 
<laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about what's coming up next. Right. And let's talk about the album. Let's talk about the potential tours. Let's talk about some of the stuff you've been doing. Let's just catch up. Right. So talk about the talk about the road ahead. Senjutsu is that how you say it? Yeah. Recorded in early 2019. Yeah. You know, uh, it's loosely translated as tactics and strategy. So it's another. It's a double album, triple vinyl. A little mm-hmm. under 82 minutes. So uh, with that Ed, uh, Samurai Eddie on the cover, which is awesome. So I'm super pumped for this. It's absolutely amazing looking Eddie. Uh, the Sinjetsu kind of naming is kind of a little bit, a little bit. I'm not a big fan of the name of the album no. or the album cover. I don't like the album title in that weird like brush font. I could do yeah. without that. I, I I don't know. I don't like the. I don't know. Maybe I'll hear the song and be like, yeah, this is awesome. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it very much harkens to me to like a modern version of Made in Japan. Just you know, just the artwork, the feel of the samurai. Well, that, instantly your brain goes yeah. to Made in Japan. It goes to the Sun and Steel. Which uh, hold on, I'm gonna open another one of these. Yes, actually, look. Should we play the clip again? Yes, let's do it. It's been too long. <laughs> okay, they need another clip. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Yeah, this is delicious. Sun and Steel. Oh, so your brain that. goes to Made in Japan. It goes to the Sun and Steel. It goes to... Uh... Oh, these are delicious, man. I forgot how good <laughs> yeah, these are. excellent beers. It goes to Sun and Steel. It goes to the... There was a Final Frontier Samurai Eddie tour shirt. Um, there's like... there's And in the video game, Legacy of the Beast, there's a Samurai Eddie too. So, you know, it's not mm. like this is a, a shock to see a Samurai Eddie. But I, I think it's a very cool... It's cool as an album cover, and I'm glad that Maiden is always the type that's like, you know, it's not a concept album. There's, there's like one song, which is Senjutsu or whatever, and the album cover, kind of like Power Slave and the cover of Power Slave, like the album's not about Egypt or anything like that. It's just, so I have a feeling, you know, although when you look at the track listing, who knows, right? Yeah, it could go anywhere. Now, this artwork though is going to make some of the best shirts like that's the thing about it right it's just gonna i can't wait to see the tour poster (laughs) yeah i mean what's the what's the tour gonna look like it's gonna be amazing and not only that remember in the video i know we've moved on from writing on the wall but in the video like they have the american flag and then the the english guys following behind kind of almost servant like and then the and then the chinese riding in which was like very you know yeah yeah, I love how they don't give a crap, and they just do it. But that's like, and then the samurai comes up. If you're a Japanese fan, you must love this stuff. But I've seen some of the like art from the album and from the in- inside of like the box set that's coming out and stuff. So the cover is this cool Eddie Mark Wilkinson. It's he's a really evil looking Eddie, which I love. He's like no nonsense. It's pretty cool. But then there's all these like stylized Eddie in like a, a samurai like mask and helmet with like a dragon on it and stuff. It's there's a lot of really cool art that I've seen for like the inside and like symbols with snakes and stuff like that. I have a feeling the merch for this tour and like the booklet and stuff. I mean, think of what the inside of the triple vinyl of book of souls was like when you opened it up and Mm. you know, this is another triple vinyl. Can you think how much cool Mark Wilkinson art is going to be on the inside of it? Yeah. 
that was probably one of the best thing about the two. I always see the two Book of Souls discs because the because the live chapter was so good as well. The yeah. artwork of that was even better with the temple. But yeah, yeah cool. this is amazing. Actually, I got to throw in. I, I don't have his name in front of me, sadly, but uh, on Facebook, someone reached out. And we're like, Nesbit must be just drooling over the merch potential. <laughs> and, and I was just like, I just gift him a like, take my money, you know, because <laughs> yeah. like that's that's you. Like, just no, I'm hammering the uh, what I can get button on this one. Like, I'm gonna buy all of the merch. When, when and on that note. So yep. before we dig into the tracks and all that stuff, what's the pre-order date? July twenty-first, which is tomorrow, because we're yeah. recording this. Uh, which is, yes, yeah. So that, there's that's a, what I thought. So for yeah, yeah, for anyone who, when you listen to this, it's a couple yeah. days ago. You can pre-order now. Yeah. So, uh, standard two CD digipack, a two CD book format, which is cool because they did that for the. We've seen that before. Uh, there's a deluxe heavyweight triple black vinyl, special edition triple silver and black marble vinyl. And a special edition triple and red triple red and black marble vinyl, which sounds awesome. Because I mean the album covers kind of get a red and black theme. The red and the black. So a red and black like swirl vinyl would be cool. And then there's a super deluxe box set featuring CD, Blu-ray, and exclusive memorabilia. And then they also list digital album, which I don't count as a release. That's just stupid. <laughs> Yeah, what, what do you anticipate is on that Blu-ray? I mean, the only thing I can think of is I've seen is the cover the, of it, uh, and I've seen video. a picture of it, yeah. and it's uh, yeah. it's Iron Maiden, the writing on the wall, uh, Blu-ray, and if the disc itself just says the writing on the wall on it, so I assume it's maybe just the video. I think there's a making of documentary on there, too. Uh, who knows? Video. But, yeah. I don't know if there might be some yeah. documentary on it or something, but it, it's, it says Iron Maiden, the writing on the wall, and it comes with, in the box set, there's like a... A movie poster for the video with the credits on mm-hmm. the bottom, and that's, it's kind of cool. It's got the forward-facing uh, Japanese samurai Eddie, and it's got those riders in front. It's kind of cool looking. Again, there's so oh, much cool, cool merch going to be coming out for this. There's also, I got an email from the fan club, and there is a fan club-only box set limited edition. So I'll, I'll probably pick that up. Mm. so that's pretty cool nice. i know i'm like it's been so long since <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna buy all of it yeah i so can't wait to so much potential though for like tour stuff and like backdrops and t-shirts and oh man oh, can't wait to see amazing, all the people's but... tattoos <laughs> a lot of i know stuff they'll make be... cool tattoos because there's like snakes and stuff like awesome yeah you you can do whatever you want. You can spell everything out. But before we, because I got some serious questions on the tour, and also yeah. what they're going to do with the Legacy Beast tour. Before we get to that, let's talk about the track listing right. on the new album because it is telling. It is telling. It is. So there's ten tracks, yeah. which is cool. Um, the shortest track is uh, four minutes. There's a five minute track and a six minute track, and then there's a lot of like eight twenty, seven oh nine, seven twenty. The last three tracks, all by Steve Harris. 10, 20, mm-hmm. 12, 39, 11, 19. So it's like a lot of Maiden epics, which I love. So like my favorite Maiden songs are like The yeah. Longest Day, which is almost eight minutes. Talisman's Nine, Book of Souls. The song is 10 and a half. Klansman, yeah. you know, Thin Line Between Love and Hate. For the Greater Good of God is almost 10 minutes, nine and a half. Yeah. So like I love epic, long, long Maiden songs. And this is like an album like chock full of them, which is awesome. Yeah. But if you want to get into it, like, let's let's go through each track and like, let's go through them. Okay. Yeah. So Senjutsu, yeah. which is the title track, is yeah. Smith and Harris. So Adrian and Steve, and it's eight minutes and twenty seconds. So yeah. this should be I'm thinking this is gonna be a rocker because Adrian Harris songs are like Wildest Dreams, When the River Runs Deep, 
the Final Frontier, Prisoner, Passchendaele. If it's anything with Passchendaele, yeah. that's classic. Mother of Mercy, Great Unknown, Fallen Angel, Different World. You know, and these are like yep. some of the more recent, uh, you know, songs when those two get together. So, like, I'm hoping for yeah. like a fast opener, although it's 820, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I'm, I, that's what I'm anticipating, especially since you know post reunion, they they like to they like to light it out at the gate, you know. So yeah. I'm anticipating that as well. I thought that would be pretty pretty hardcore. Also, it's a it's a title track, yeah. so I, I wonder if it's going to be hookish. But with that with that name, it's you know it's going to be it's going to be hard to do that. So I'm just I'm just anticipating like some like samurai reference and just like blistering pace and then running around and it being like something where you know like like literally like the samurai Eddie can come out. Because it's eight minute track on the tour, so you know it'll be you know and he'll be they'll be saying like you know whatever about his name or who he is or what yeah. it's about. Well, that's kind of what they did. I just anticipated the play. Right? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And then what do you think of track number two, Stratego? That one worries me. So it's by <laughs> like, Yannick. What is that name? It's by Yannick yeah. and uh, Steve Harris. Yannick or Steve Harris, the oh. authors of the apparition. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. But that's just a one-off. But they also wrote, yeah. you know, Book of Souls, yep. uh, Dream of Mirrors, The Legacy, The Pilgrim, Talisman, The Unbeliever. I love all those songs. Although this one's yeah. five minutes, and if you're looking at shorter Yannick Steve Harris songs, you're looking at, like, The Mercenary, Lord of the Flies, and Unfortunately, Weekend Warrior. <laughs> Yeah. So who knows? I have no idea what this is going to be. I do have a snippet of lyrics from the song if you want to hear them. Ooh, I do. This could be a this could be a first. Uh, <laughs> it says, "How do you read a madman's mind? Teach me the art of war, for I shall bring more than you bargained for. Give me an ultimatum that I could not dream of. Screams of a dying nation upon my soul." So that's a, Interesting. a lyric snippet from the not yet released Stratego. Very much on theme with the writing on the wall. Yeah. And Sinjutsu yeah. is actually, I think, going to be about like samurais and stuff because there's a lyric in there about like it says arrows falling. I don't know what that's in reference to. And I don't know. That's, that's just the only little term I've got out of the lyrics for that one. But yeah. uh, so I think it is definitely about like, you know, samurais, what we think it's about. And then the writing on the wall, Smith Dickinson, we already know about. So Yeah. But again... Yeah, we know that one well. Yeah, yeah. And then we have Lost in a Lost World, nine minute, nine and a half minutes, Steve Harris. The first solo yeah, we, Steve Harris. We haven't even heard these tracks, and I'm like looking at them, I'm like, mm, why, why is that there? Yeah, <laughs> you no, know, nine-minute Harris track. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Like Lost yeah, in a Lost and, World, what's that about, do you think? I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, you know, <laughs> when samurais roam the earth. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, like, what is it? You know, is it, uh, I, I'm not sure. I always just think of, like, what is that Lost World movie, like, from way back oh, the in the Jurassic day, which Park, I've never the seen. Lost World? No, no, not that one. Oh, there, there was, was a, one, like, there years. was an old The TV. Land of the Lost. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you never know. They've that. done the songs about TV shows before, so. And then yeah. Days of Future Past, which is a very, like, Bruce Dickinson title. And four minutes. It is. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what that one's going to be like. Four minutes. It's either going to yeah. be like a ballad. That would could be a ballad. It could be a yeah. rocker. Four minutes. Smith Dickinson, right? Yeah, and it's it's bang on. Like they've kind of hit a lot of different themes and crossing themes with a lot of different albums here. But yeah. this is the point in the album where I start to get like 
really, really excited. Not, I mean, I haven't even heard this. I'm just looking at the tracks. I but I'm just, lo- I'm looking towards the end. But the I'm looking time at time machine. Okay, the time yeah. machine. I'm yeah. so so excited about. Yeah. Because it's a seven minute Yannick song, and Yannick has been knocking it out of the park ever since the reunion. Everything that he writes Ooh. and the stuff that he does with Steve Harris is like amazing. So I'm hoping <laughs> I'm, I have high high hopes for the time machine, and. <laughs> It's, you know, something to do with a uh, a time machine, science fiction. Could be about uh, Wayne's Iron Maiden what? podcast. He Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast, Paul yeah. Diano and which, Time Machine. <laughs> which is which is sadly on hiatus. Love him. Shout out. Oh, Anyone yeah. who hasn't listened to it, go listen. Yeah. But yeah, when, when when you said that, Yannick, it's it's guaranteed to be awesome. I was just like, there's like 15% of our listeners are like, oh, Nesbitt, I hate you for that. <laughs> like, but but where have you been? It's the neighbor I need to yell at, you know? <laughs> Disagree with it, but yeah, I mean, so time machine. I agree with you. Huge potential. Yeah. Then Excited it just gets into one. like, yeah, yeah. Now the next ones, like the next four, is where I can just feel it's almost like there's gonna be one of these four is gonna be some just epic that's gonna oh, blow yeah. my mind. Well, de- I, and hopefully, darkest hour, four. darkest yes. hour, Smith Dickinson, seven minutes twenty seconds. Like, I mean, darkest hour. Yeah. Hey, Nesbit, Nesbit, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say there's, there's probably human struggle, potentially war. <laughs> It could be. It'd I mean, be this cool. could be so good. Now, this is yeah. where my mind gets blown. Is uh, track number eight, nine, and ten is like 30, 34 minutes worth of Steve Harris solo composition. It's almost yeah. like he heard Empire of the Clouds, and he was like, "Oh, hold on now, <laughs> I'm the one that's going to uh, do these long epics." And he's like, "I am going to do 30, <laughs> 30 minutes worth of uh, music at the end of the album." So what do you I think know. of Death then, of the – is it Celts or Death Celts? Of, it's the Celts, the Death okay. of the Celts. Right. So I wonder what he means there because, you know, obviously the sign's going to tell, but the, 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 the Celts have, you know, there have been waves in human history. Anyone who hasn't read uh, the book How the Irish Saved Civilization, I think it's Thomas Cahill. I, I, mean, I haven't read it in years, but it was an excellent book. It talked about how, how the Irish how, – how, like, the, the Irish scribes preserved so many of the documents. And I just hope it touches on one of those eras of history because the Irish were invaded originally by the Vikings and then – and the Norsemen. And then and then eventually, you know, obviously under the English rule. But, I mean, it goes back so many hundreds of years. Um, so what were you thousands saying? Thousands of years. You're saying the, so, yeah. the Celts preserved documents? Yes, they did. Yeah. So that the, ties the Irish in. Scribes. That ties into the next song called "The Parchment." The parchment, exactly. Is this a three part? Like, and then "Hell on Earth" is that the, like the third yeah. chapter? Who knows? The Book of Kells in uh, at Trinity College in Dublin is, is is awesome. But the parchment. When I read that, I was like, remember, remember he's always joking about you and checking your scrolls of yeah, parchment. The scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ned's bit with his scrolls over the. He's inking his scrolls right <laughs> with his fountain pen. And uh, "Hell yeah. on Earth," man. Oh man. Hell on Earth. If one of these hits, you know, it makes the album worth it because there's three there. Imagine if all three of them hit and have some tie-in. Like, it's just so exciting. Yeah, well, look, Steve Harris has four solo songs on here. Like, yeah, the X Factor and Virtual Eleven, he had four. That was the last time. And then ever since then, he's had one solo writing credit per album. Until now, he has four again. So, I mean, and they're epics, man. Like, if you look at seven-minute post-reunion Steve Harris songs. You have Blood Brothers, Greater Good of God, No More Lies, Red in the Black, and When the Wild Wind Blows. So he's like, you know, hitting some epics out of the park there. I'm totally yeah, come around been... on Where the Wild Wind Blows, by the way. When we did our podcast, oh, yeah. I was like, meh, that's pretty good. But And now I've listened to the live version that much, and I'm like, I love that song now. 
there's 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 aspects the, the where you know where the wild wind blows there's aspects of that song that made me think that um literally the writing on the wall could have been on that album so you know i do I, it has been resonating with me it's been sitting with me and uh i definitely do like it and i think we were a bit hard on it but no i'm not going back and apologizing for hot takes oh yeah but no. it's the yeah but death of the um, Celts. So, i immediately think Klansman part two although that's uh scotland <laughs> You can tell I don't it know could much be. about it. But, or like, uh, no. I'm kind of thinking of a dance of death, could have a dance of death feel to it, just because the, of the, de- the yeah. I don't know. The death of the Celts, it, Celts, it could be, it could be the Welsh, it could be the Scots. Okay. But generally, generally, they're all like Celtic, you know. There's, there's a yeah, whole, I know that, yeah, I hear the languages yeah. there, but I don't know. But, mm. uh, no, no, yeah, they're, they're considered, it's, 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 I don't know what you call it, a race or something. But anyway, uh, yeah, the potential there is huge. Yeah, potential there's huge. But yeah, I love uh, no Dave Murray rating credits at all. Hey, interesting. So, yeah, he had on the Book of Souls, he had the Man of Sorrows, and Final Frontier, the Man Who Would Be King, and he did Reincarnation of Benjamin Brieg, which is another song mm. that was released as a single for the album. Um, and I didn't really like it when it first came out, and then it grew on me and grew on me until I loved it. Kind of like writing on the wall. Yeah, I was I was kind of I was kind of really happy that this album got released so quick because in the lead up in the breadcrumbs and the writing on the wall there there was at one stage and and we mentioned Fergal uh, Fergal was involved in this one you were involved in this one you guys were kind of maybe with like indirectly I'm overlapping conversation not direct quotes but there's going to be a single plus a new album plus all the live archives oh, yeah. plus plus Bruce Dickens is going to come to my house and hang out with me for 3 days like people people were listing off all the things like the the giant it was your Amazon wish list just like it was all come it was all coming out in one day and I was like and I remember saying to both of you I said you know look it's always going to be less than you think and but when when the single came out I was like oh god it can't just be a single like all that can't be for like one song they got to drop an album soon so when they drop this yeah pretty significant well i knew that the album release was coming on monday because of the way they did Mm. that spotify playlist which was they were adding the first single from every album in chronological order uh starting with the first album and going to the book of souls and it it was just lined up that on monday the new single would drop on that with a reveal of the cover and that's pretty much exactly Mm. what happened so it's pretty cool the uh yeah the funny thing is now you get like a a maiden album announced and you got to wait like till September for it, September 3rd. But uh, already people are putting all those, you know, when people put those fake uh, uh, leaked song from the new uh, Iron Maiden album, yeah, and yeah, yeah, they yeah. put the cover art and then they put some like other band song behind. And have you heard that band uh, uh, icon of sin? No. So the guy, Raphael Mendez is the singer. And you might've saw him in videos where he does like, if Bruce Dickinson sang, for you know megadeth and he they co- he he covers songs in the style of bruce dickinson because he sounds identical to bruce dickinson did we ever cover him on the podcast no i think this was like after we uh put the podcast on hold but here's like here's a sample of what he sounds like and this is actually one of the songs that were on youtube and someone said it was like a leaked iron maiden song and i could see how people would be like taken in by this because he sounds so similar to bruce dickinson Oh, 
if someone told you that was like Days oh of Future Past God. by Smith Dickinson, and you didn't know any better, like I'm sure people would be taken in and be like, oh my God, it's like uh, a Maiden song. Yeah. That's actually awesome. Yeah, his vocals. Who are is exactly... he? And wh- 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 what what bands you with? Icon of Sin. Here, I got another clip I'll play you because. Uh, oh my God, he's I'm awesome. Well prepared with clips today. But uh, yeah, check out Icon of Sin if you want to hear someone who sounds identical to Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. But this is, uh, man, yeah. I'm just so happy we have a new album. I can't wait till September 3rd. Iron Maiden are like, they're clearly not a nostalgia act. Remember what we were saying? Yeah. We were kind they're, of, they're but you were talking back and forth being like, God, they got to come up with some new material. Because like, I remember I was, when Knights of the Dead came out, I went on Fergal's podcast on Feckin' Metal, which you can find, search for mm. the Feckin' Check-In Network on uh, any platform. You can find Feckin' Metal. And we did an episode about Knights of the Dead, and I kind of got yeah. into it, and I was like, if you look at the last 15 years or 16 years of Iron Maiden, since 2005, so since 2005, in like they have three studio albums, three compilations, the Essential Iron Maiden, Somewhere Back in Time, and From Fear to Eternity, and six live albums. So Death on the Road, which is 2005, Flight 666, In Vivo, Made in England, reissued the live mm. chapter and then knights of the dead and yep. i was like you're three to one new material to nostalgia like you have three times the amount of like you know classic you know re-released stuff and live stuff then well the live albums i know the live albums have some new stuff on them but like mm. you know you have three studio albums to to like those nine you know albums full of yeah. chock full of hits and i was like you gotta come out with something and now they did you, you- you have to, and and you know if you don't like Final Frontier, Dance of Death, Book of Souls, I'm probably guessing you're not gonna like this. You know, I just just you're probably yeah. not gonna be teed up um, to to experience New Maiden because if you can't like those albums, A Matter of Life and Death, you know, even Brave New World. Although I feel like they've kind of the more we, we, we where we ended on it, it feels like it's. I almost feel like it harkens back more to the early era. I don't know what I, I can't put my finger on it, but yeah, well, it's funny because me like and you were like, albums, no, that's a new not, album, yeah. and it's like. Well, it's 21 years old. <laughs> it's 21 years old. That was the takeaway. But while we're on the topic, the the night the night of the dead. Oh yeah, let's get into disc, that a bit. I got yeah, uh, just for a bit because I I got the whole box set and the shirt. Love the shirt. Yeah. I literally put the vinyl in, listened to it twice, and yeah. I was like, Ugh, I hate the mix. Yeah, me I didn't too. like it. And and to be honest with you, I of all the Legacy of the Beast stuff that they've recorded, like I don't know why they why they mixed it that way, why they went with that, and I don't know. What's your take on it? I think, um, like my, yeah, the Knights of the Dead. So I pre-ordered it, yeah, because I remember I pre-ordered both mine and yours. We both got the like yeah, you did, yeah. whatever with the T-shirt and all that stuff and everything. All that stuff. Yeah. Um, 
I, I'm glad that I have it as a souvenir from the Legacy of the Beast tour, which is kind of cool. Mm. And I do like having it in my collection, the packaging and the cover. I'm not a huge fan of the cover, to be honest. Um, I think it's a missed opportunity with like the Eddie. His face looks too busy to me. Like I'm wearing the T-shirt now and I'm like, I don't know if he had a. Mm. It's OK, though. But I mean, you know, the, the, this live album is going to go. Below Flight 666, Rock and Rio, In Vivo, Live After Death, Death on the Road, Live Chapter. Live chapter. I think I would put this yep. underneath all those. Um, yeah. You know, I listened to it a ton before I did the Feckin' Metal podcast yeah. um, and made notes on the songs and stuff. And I recorded that episode with Virgil. It came out, and I have not listened to that album since. I've taken it out of that the vinyls. I've taken lot. it out and looked through it to look at the packaging a few times off of my shelf upstairs where mm. the vinyl is. But uh, there's better versions of everything on other albums, except for maybe. Yeah, and I think I don't know. And well, I think that's that's the key takeaway. It's it's not a good reflection of the tour. Now I, I like you know that's not to insult the people at that concert because I think it's mostly the mix and production. Yeah. But that you know. I get uh, the. I love the theme. People were super excited about a Mexico album. Like you know, with South American fan base is huge. I yep. love the art. I wear the shirt proudly. And like when we when that first came out, remember because like a bunch of people said you got to come back and just do a one off for this. I was like, I can't. We can't have wrapped this and get on and talk about this because I was just so down on it. I, li- I like. I literally was so disappointed because we saw that tour. How many times did we see it? Six times. Um, we saw. I it, think we saw. It, we saw it three times we saw it overseas. Manchester, we saw London, it. London, Toronto, Toronto. So we saw it five times. Yeah. yeah. So we saw it twice in Toronto, three times over there. So, and then we'll get back to what happens with that tour in a second. But so for me, I mean, it it, it was just. I think they just missed the mark so bad. Yeah. Like it, like compared to Live Chapter, which was so good. Also. Live chapter, you know, they had the video aspect of it. They did the before and after with the Eddie and had a load of fun. And this one now they sold as a vinyl. I was like, great. Why don't you do what you did to the live chapter and then make a Blu-ray and upsell me again? You know, I guess you gave it away before, but whatever. Although the live chapter had the disc, which we bought. But, you know, the, the actual video just went out online. I was So I just I, – I know they maybe they wanted to have that cohesive concert, but – Really, the problem isn't the concert. It's not the recording. It's it's the mix. It's just too. It's off. Yeah, the performance you know? and isn't I'm not, great, yeah. and the mix isn't great. Yeah. And I think that, well, we when we were doing the podcast, I had that quote from Steve Harris where he said that they were gonna they had, were planning on videotaping a leg of the Legacy tour for a video. So we know for a fact that they were planning on a video of the Legacy tour. And I guess everything yeah. kind of got put on hold, and they were like, "We got to get something out." And they're like, "We have three nights in one venue uh where we can like put a you know pick best takes and mix together and you know what i mean and i think they put a live album out i think it wasn't properly set up to record like i know when i when they when i we did brave new world and not brave new world rock and rio um they were talking about like how they mic the audience and like syncing up the audience sound and all the stuff and i don't think it was properly recorded to be a live album. And I think they kind of cobbled something together because this album got put on hold, this new album. And they're like, let's get something out. Um, And the mix just sounds, yeah. So I have a clip here that I played. I already played this on the feckin metal podcast. Um, Mm. This is a good example of what I, this just sums up what I don't like about this album, which is the, mostly the crowd noise. Just like it, it really annoys me. I said it sounded like a hairdryer. It's just like, so this is a clip 
of the exact same part of the exact same song. The first chunk is from the Flight 666 live, live album. The second is the Death on the Road live album. And the third one is from the Knights of the Dead live album. And just listen to the difference in the audience sound. Like, it just sounds so, I don't know, muffled and tin canny. And, like, it just, I don't know. It's amazing you went to that level because I just found his vocals were flat. I just didn't like any of the mix. I found like the sound between it just just the whole the whole rhythm section was off with the vocals. Like I just I didn't like any of it. Now, I don't want to be too hard on it because it was something we needed and we were in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, and I still and bought tour... <laughs> I still bought like every every format of it. And I don't regret it. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it back and take my money back and any any I want those pieces. Like I'm happy to have them in my collection. Um you know, we were in the middle of pandemic and they probably had a plan to record it differently and they didn't get to execute it. So I can understand it. That said, still disappointed. Yeah, I wasn't like a big fan of it. Like I know a lot of people were giving it like nine out of ten and stuff and I was like, really? Listen to any of the other live albums. Like I don't know. It's 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 not a strong live maiden album. I don't know. It's, it's not. It's and it's. I think it's for collectors only. Um, if you're a completist, I would get it. Um, I don't know. I give it like a. I don't know. I'm happy to have it, but uh, it's an. I I think when I was talking about it, I think I called it a non-essential live release from Iron Maiden. Non-essential. Yeah. So. Non-essential. That's fair. I I and you know. The, the my biggest issue with it overall is just that the Legacy of the Beast tour was so amazing. Oh yeah, and this is the live disc that comes out of it. So, you know, this to me, you know, it's not fair to the tour. Yeah, it's not it's fair, not to, the fair tour to the tour to yeah put this out and have that being like try to be representative of the tour, which was like a mind blower. And the other yeah. thing that I hated about that album, so I actually have more copies of it <laughs> because I pre ordered. It was like seven weeks in advance I pre-ordered that night Nights of the uh, Dead album. And it's, uh, I don't know, uh, it was like $50 shipping, which was uh, $51 Canadian dollar shipping. And I don't know, it was like a week past the release date. So the, the album came out, it was on the digital thing. I still didn't have my vinyl. It still wasn't even shipped yet. And I mean, it came weeks and weeks after the release date, which kind of spoils the mm. album because you want to get it. You want to get in on the hype and stuff. But by the time I got it in the mail, I was like, oh, this thing, I already did a podcast about it with someone. I uh, reviewed it all and decided I didn't like it. And now here's my thing. I'll flip through it, wear the T-shirt. But it was kind of like a spoiler that like. And so the thing is, is that I was supposed to be on that podcast to review the album. Didn't have even a shipping confirmation from the maiden pre-order. So I went on Amazon and ordered just the regular black vinyl and that came in a few days. So I had that copy. So I still don't have my like Mexican flag colored limited edition vinyl. That's still sealed because I have the black one now. So I had an extra copy because I want to have it to review. So. 
Anyway. Yeah, the most the most valuable <laughs> disc in your collection, but the, unlistenable. But anyway, I got it. But uh, it's fun. I, I was worried because they kind of said, you know, this this pre order that's coming out for this uh, Sinjetsu, this new like twenty twenty one Maiden album. But uh, Phantom Music Management sent sent out a uh, an email to everyone that pre ordered, and it said like. Uh, I got it here in front of me. It says, The release of this live album was intended to be something special for you, our loyal fans, to be able to enjoy these strange times and relive those great legacy shows. Blah, 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 blah. It goes on and on and on. And then it says, uh, In over 40 years, the band and I have never had a situation where our fans were so badly served by one of our partners. And please rest assured that our point has been made to the label. We will certainly be reverting to our own tried and trusted method for online orders for any future release. And I can assure you that myself and Phantom Maiden team will be in con- full control of these to make sure you guys get the great treatment you all deserve. Rod Smallwood. So uh, excellent. It's kind. Of, I'm not worried at all about this new. I think they learned the, the box lesson on set that one. will come on time. <laughs> but I'm glad they learned their lesson on uh, that live album and not this new one that's coming out. Because if this one's late, I'm gonna. I don't know. I'll, I don't know. I won't do anything. I'll just wait for it. I'll just wait for it. And then but I won't be happy. <laughs> Nesbitt's like, Nesbitt's like, if you deliver it late again, I'll buy another copy locally. <laughs> don't force me to go to the record store and buy another copy. Don't make me buy two. <laughs> if you, you know, you're like the reverse supply and demand economics, right? It's like, if it's slow, I'm going to have two. Um, so before, I want I want to talk about the tour and what happens to the other stuff. But before we get into that, let's talk about what we've been up to since. Let's break that down a little bit. So how's how's the Night Demon podcast going? The Night Demon Heavy Metal podcast is going great. Yeah. It's really it's really fun. And I yeah. kind of did it. I started getting into it. And I, I really liked Night Demon. And I thought it would be a cool idea to do this podcast. And I've been mm. working with the guys in Night Demon, you know, getting – you know, interviews and clips from them and isolated tracks. And I'm kind of doing with what I did with like Maiden, which is breaking down all the tracks. And, but the, it, the, the cool thing is like you get into a night demon song and I'm like, man, this guitar solo is awesome. And I just like, you know, I get talking to uh, Armand and I'm like, tell me about this guitar solo. And he's like, Oh, that was originally this. And then originally, and here's the demo and here's the, yeah. <laughs> here's the isolated track of the guitar solo and you know what i mean it's and, and yeah. when we do it live here's the here's the the live album broken down into like all the isolated tracks so you can like hear what the mics all captured on stage and, and then it, like yeah. you get stories about the songs like oh that you know this we played it for the first time at this show and then you can you know this people do you get any show do you get any of those moments where it's like you know Armand, like this live version man i just love what you do around solo what were you doing he's like i was drunk <laughs> no they're very I, uh <laughs> i can't remember no i'm just kidding i, I know where i'm on it's uh, just teasing yeah but yeah but it's uh it's i'm having a yeah it's a, it's a blast man yeah now they're they're doing great and i mean uh, jarvis is over in uh in uh, ireland now oh he's back now and, so, and he's working on is new he music. back yeah. yeah excellent excellent so that's so yeah. fantastic yeah i've been listening i mean i cherry picked the episodes but yeah. i mean i gotta say it's it's excellent the production quality is good i'm having uh, a good time you know, doing it though yeah. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. I've heard I don't know if I should say this or not, but I've heard some uh new material that hasn't been released yet, <sighs> which is uh kind of mind blowing. Like tantalizing. And, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not like easily impressed, but I heard this and I was like, Holy crap, this is you know, they had that, that first E P which is like amazing and then like super solid and then they had Curse of the Damned and then they had Darkness Remains yeah. and they've just been like 
ramping up every release and every song and then they had the singles that came out and this new new i don't want to say anything about it but i, I don't yeah. think i'm supposed to be talking about it well <laughs> no, that's I think, one of the things i have i get yeah. to hear some like stuff before it's released and like when people hear this i think it's going to be a mind blower for a lot of people it's pretty cool mm. so uh how do they find it how do they find your podcast? How do we get people to oh, go there? The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast. It's everywhere. Night Demon, Night Demon Heavy Demon. Metal. Yep. Night Demon done that. It's Excellent. the Night Demon so. Heavy Metal Podcast because we kind of mm. do episodes on other bands that are like related. We did an episode on Sirith Ungle, like an episode, couple of episode arc with the history, yeah. interviewing all those guys and playing like other songs and stuff. It's, it's, I'm having a really, really good time. So yeah, fun. actually, the, all of the singles that they released – uh, you know, during the pandemic, that was awesome. They really took advantage of it. I mean, I got to say, they're, the energy, the excitement in the band is awesome. But, I mean, the one thing that I miss out about them, which I want to correct, is is I've only seen them live once. So I can't yeah. wait till this is over because I'll listen to all their new stuff again. I, be, I, I listen to it at, like their live disc is my go-to. It's like I just listen oh, to yeah. the live disc all the time. I just constantly yeah. listen to it. It's well, in it's my truck. On it's it. on, yep. Yeah, it's disc one and two in my truck, so I just it's just constant cycle two through it and but that's like that you know that's to me the greatest hits of the album but i also love they're a band that's rare and that they're better live almost you know even though oh, the yeah. production is great but they're just so good live yeah and so i can't wait to see them again after it's all over yeah i think when pandemic mm. is over which i'm you know we're getting there now it's over it's over yeah, i know <laughs> i just mean when live shows start and yeah. like borders start opening up and stuff i think i'm gonna do yeah. a trip where i see multiple yeah night demon shows Somewhere yeah. maybe on the western states or something. I can't wait. I can't wait till we get out. What have you been up to since? Uh, what have I been up to? Pause, almost yeah. A year so ago. yeah. So actually, I was, and it's funny because I was on television today uh, before this of running around at our startup company, Tech Squad, txtsquad.com. Uh, so I got a team now of about myself, my co-founder. We got four people working with us now, and we're basically we have texting software. So we've been at that pretty steady. Um, so that's that's kind of the software that we're growing, and I also work with one of our customers in house throughout the U.S. Uh, so it's just been software building, growing our company, and and just doing that stuff. So a lot of people, you know, were saying, "Oh, you're wrapping up the podcast. We kind of hit a hit a wall on what we were doing." And I was like, "Skunk works, no way." <laughs> <laughs> I just say that I say that to get a few people going. Uh, Skunk works isn't so bad. Skunk works is awesome. But I, I I'm still not still not still not in favor. <laughs> But uh, um, you know, literally, both of uh, you know, both of us, our time was just jacking up. But so I've been, I've been in the, doing the startup life uh, with Tech Squad and really loving it and, and having a great time. But one of the things I want our listeners to know is that Nesbit, one of the one of the things that I, I was really nervous about after we took a hiatus was that we wouldn't see each other a lot. But we've been hanging out a ton. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> we we get to go out. Yeah, even more, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, if anything more. Well, instead and, of and, you getting yeah. together once a week for like an hour to record a podcast, we just like yeah. see each other every second week for like four hours. <laughs> yeah, big drunk. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, just I just occurred something just occurred to me. Yeah. Hunting seasons, hunting seasons coming up. We're gonna have I a know. new album, a new Maiden album to listen to this uh, fall, which is awesome. No, yeah. So we're shooting a moose this fall, and you yeah. know what? I'd really like to do some duck hunting this year. Yeah, and that'd be a bit of fun. 
I did some grouse and partridge hunting last fall, so it was fun. Nice, nice. I almost hit, I almost hit a crow in my truck last week. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> Does that count? Actually, after we wrapped the podcast when we went to the beach, we had a lot of fun online with that. I, actually, to be honest with you, that was kind of sad for me because we're having so much fun posting our pictures. It was like, oh, a lot of people are going, <laughs> no. And, you know, look, we missed the podcast, and um, this was an opportunity for us to just have a chat again. And, you know, like we're not coming back to podcasting all the time. You're in the middle of night, Demon One. I'm swamped, but we can see a world back. I think when we uh, when things get going again, and and when there's a new album, we're definitely gonna have to have our say on that. Yeah, well, we did every single Iron Maiden song and every single Iron Maiden album and every single B side. We did every single Maiden song, and then all of a sudden, this one popped out, and it's like, damn it, we're not completing damn it. anymore. So now we covered this one. So we're we've covered them all again until this new album comes out. <laughs> until the new album. Absolutely. So I feel because it was kind of bugging me. I was like, oh god, there's no, more Maiden now, and like Talking Maiden doesn't have a episode on it. But anyway, yeah. what we do. <laughs> well, we do now, definitely. Um, and what do you make about the tour? Like, what do you think's going to happen now with the Legacy of the Beast tour? With this tour, what do you, what do you think's going to happen? I have like absolutely no idea. It's still named the Legacy of the Beast Tour 2022, hmm. uh, and it starts uh, in June, June 4th. Uh, but then, yeah, I don't know. It's like... How can they do that? How, how can I know. they go out? Yeah, how can they go out and do that? Especially like... So, look, a lot of people say they got a commitment, they got this. COVID is like moving Olympics. COVID is moving World Cups. I mean... If Iron Maiden are ever going to change the name of a tour, rebook a stadium, change tickets, I don't know the intricacies of where they booked and scheduled and what the what the relationships are with the venues and the and the contracts. I, I haven't dug into that stuff. I'm sure you're trying to trying to get copies of them all and all that stuff. But <laughs> you know, for me, I cannot see them doing much more of the Legacy of the Beast tour at all. If this is September, this album drops. What do you think? I think it's over. I think Legacy of Beast is over. I think it should be over. Like I'm over. completely over the legacy of the beast tour. Like I know it started in 2018. Right. And now if you, I don't know, man, like it's, not only that, they, they started, we saw it five yeah. times and it's easy to tell yeah. them, like, suck it up. You don't get to see it too bad. You know, we're on to new things now, but you know, if we were one of those people that hadn't seen it yet and you had tickets for it, especially when you've seen all that, like the spitfire and all that stuff, like in the stained glass windows, but then there's the question of, you know, are they going to modify the set list with some new songs? But I can't see them doing that because they usually put so much new material into a album. You know what I mean? I can't see them having yeah. combining an album tour with this legacy thing. I just can't see it working. So then there's Fergal. His his theory is that they do a limited album run on this new album, and then they go back and they complete the legacy obligations yeah i've argued with them on twitter that that's not going to happen because once you get yeah, going on the tour you'll have to retool all your tour and why would you do it like look the legacy store started in north started in uh, europe right um came to north america and then went back to europe for a run remember uh, the first time when the set list was dropped remember we had our correspondent there where was that was that estonia or somewhere it was, estonia, it was somewhere yeah we did it was a somewhere lot of interesting sentence. yeah so yeah, if people yeah, yeah. are wondering what josh is talking about we had um, someone at the Estonia, what was his name again? Greg. Yeah. Greg. Yeah. 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 What was his, From New York. His last name. Ah, but he man. was, uh, he was in Estonia and he was at the, the first legacy of the beast show. And we did a live podcast with, 
he was texting us as Greg Hurton as it was Greg Hurton right yes as it was being released or as it was being revealed as they started playing songs he was taking pictures of the stage and sending us and like so we had like a live correspondent at the like the first show of the Legacy of the Beast tour and we did a live podcast with our reactions to like as the songs dropped yeah but uh, yeah that seems like forever ago now that does and then yeah. that whole tour wound around and remember we were we wanted to go but with there's no way we could get there with work and conflicts in life and then so we said okay we'll catch it you know in uh yeah yeah we said we catch it in when it came over and we went to two shows in toronto is that right and then we went to england after That's, no no oh, so 2018 august of 2018 we went yeah. to manchester had the best time ever in Manchester. Went to Manchester Arena and saw the Legacy of the Beast. And then on the 10th and the 11th, we saw back-to-back shows at the O2 Arena. And that's uh, when, that was our, like, you know, two days. That's of, right. Like, our whole day was Maiden Concerts and the Carton Horses. That's all oh we did. <laughs> we went to the Carton Horses, went to the concert, went back to the Carton Horses. Woke up, went to the Carton Horses, went to the show, came back to the Carton Horses. So, but wait now. We met a whole bunch of people. So that was so August when, of 2018. And then 2019, August, a year later, almost yeah. exactly a year later, we saw August 9th and August 10th in Toronto. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But I remember when we saw them in London in the Legacy of the Beast tour, we were concerned we'd never see them again. Was there in the first like North American part? In 2018, they never played North America, did they? Or if they did, why didn't... You know, 2018 just... was all Europe. Yeah. And then the last two shows that we saw at the O2 Arena were the last two. At that, as That's far right. as we knew, the last two in the potential. Tour, like we always assumed yeah. it'd be like a, a a North American leg, but yeah, we knew it was coming. But like we, that was as far as we knew the last of that leg of the tour, and there was nothing else announced. And then they started 2019. They started in Florida, went across the states, some Canadian dates, you know. And then, and then I think at the end of that leg, they had some South American shows. Okay, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So 2019 was the last time we saw them in the summer. So yeah. two summers ago. Yeah, because last summer was pandemic summer. Yeah. And then t- 2020s when they were supposed to do Australia, yeah. Japan, you know, and there was a bunch of, I can't remember the dates, but there's a bunch of other Euro- uh, European dates that they all got canceled. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say it right here. I bet. Well, look, I'll do it this way. I'll say it this way. The Legacy of the Beast, Eddie, never inflates again. I'll just say you that. Don't think? It, doesn't, it doesn't come up again. And why I say that is because if they've got some Legacy of the Beast thing booked in some op- – I know they got some outdoor shows and they got some like uh, – there's some festivals they're at where they might end up playing. It might not align with the, with the album uh, tour or they might, you know – do some blended thing. I mean, look, if they're ever going to mess with their set list and do something, this would probably be the time. But I just don't see them breaking out the Legacy of the Beast tour gear when they're gearing up for this new this new album tour. That's that's what I would say is my, where I draw the line at it. I would also say that very unlikely they play the Legacy of the Tour. No, I'd also say they're not going to say the like they're not going to play the Legacy of the Tour. The Legacy of the Beast set list untouched again yeah it'll be yeah. modified in some way it'll be a One year be almost a little yeah. a little under a year from now before they you know these legacy of the beast tour 2022 shows yeah there's a bunch of festivals i think at the beginning and like 
yeah, that's a long ways away, and um, it's a imagine... long ways from the fr- the beginning of this legacy set list tour. Like, I know it's it makes two, no it's, sense. It got pushed off by two years, basically, but still, mm-hmm. especially when you have a new album coming out. I wonder, which makes me wonder why they rescheduled those when they knew they had the album. That's that's my one problem with your like 2019 recording scenario. The one issue I have is like the decisions they've made, you know, with scheduling since to get the Legacy of the Beast back on are almost like they make me question, were they ready to go on tour for the new album? So, you know, like them going out and touring an old set list, even though the old set list still had a lot of post reunion stuff in it. Without their new album in it is so against what they normally stand for, right? They're they're always about there's going to be at least five or six tracks from the new album. Right. It drops in September. The next year they're going to be touring now, and they haven't toured the album yet. So they have got to tour the album first leg, then do that. But that would be the first time I know of where they've gone back and redone a tour. It just seems too crazy to me. It does seem crazy to me too. I I, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of siding with you on the Legacy Beast Legacy of the Beast tour. You know, not happening. But I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I read online, and people are always like, "It's hard. They, it's billed as the Legacy of the Beast tour, and they can't get out of it unless blah blah blah." And I don't know how true any of that is. I haven't looked into it. But uh, yeah, I don't know what to think of it all. It's just, I think originally they recorded in 2019, and then their plan was like to do the rest of the Legacy of the Beast, and then drop the album, then go to the album tour. But that's all messed up, and I don't know. I have no, no idea. I'm not even going to guess at what they're what's going to happen with the tour or the set list or if they're going to drop, you know, the writing on the wall as one new track, which they've done before, into the Legacy of the Beast tour. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, modify and then do the 2022 20, dates as a Legacy uh, with one new track. That would put two, a lot maybe of... If they put if they put another... No, they wouldn't... Do, I don't know. I don't know. We, ne- we, we never mentioned this when we were talking about the track, but we're still in the same episode, so it's okay. But... For people who don't like the writing on the wall, you said something to me in a text message. You were like, look, a lot of people didn't like Speed of Light when it came out with, with yeah. Book of Souls. Now, I wasn't a huge to, fan, to, yeah. Yeah, I like Speed of Light, but I mean, it's definitely not my top three in Book of Souls, which is jam-packed. It's not even my top five. But for them to take this song and put it on the new, I put on Legacy B set list, put so much emphasis on this one song, and if that's the best song on this new album, I mean, I, I love writing on the wall. I'll, I'll stand by everything I said an hour and a half ago. I haven't changed yeah. my opinion since then. But I'm anticipating in those epics there's going to be better songs. There's going to be some signs that are just going to blow my mind. So I don't want that one song to be the defining thing in a new set list. You know, it's like. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, you if know. you look at the singles before, they were never defining songs either. I think they like were the title not. track or. I don't know. I shouldn't be saying because I have no idea what they're going to do as far as like singles or you know, what's going to be played live and what's not. I mean, we haven't even heard the songs yet. <laughs> we haven't heard the songs. The funny I... thing is, is you look at the, like, you try to think of a tour set list. Mm. If you put, you know, a lot of these songs on, like, that, they're long songs, man. Like, you could eat up, you know, 40, 50 minutes <laughs> of your set list with uh, new material if you only dropped five tracks. You know what I mean? Like, they're such yeah. long tracks. But I don't know. That's cool, though. Yeah, that, that four or five, one of those uh, four or five minute tracks plus two or three sevens plus an epic. Oh, my God. And what about this? So yeah. I, I I mean, we saw that Legacy of the Beast. So I'm good for hits and I'm good for greatest hits tours for a long time. Yeah. 
what if they do a, a like a matter of life and death thing where they do this album from beginning to end? I want I want that to happen. That's what I want to happen. That would be my yeah. ideal. Like I'm kicking myself that we didn't see that a matter of life and death tour. Do you know why I want that to happen the most of all though? <laughs> why the reason the reason most of all a it's unique, but the most important reason is because it guarantees they'll do another tour because they won't end on that. There's yeah, no true. chance they'll end on a new album. So it means there'll be another tour. Like, that's the thing. You look back on this. I want to throw this at you. The Legacy okay. of the Beast, the one thing about it, the second time, you, we both know, the second time, you know, everything changes as, as perspective goes on. When we went to that second show in London, we were honestly, two of us were that day, like, fuck, is, is this the last time we're going to see Maiden? We were. Right. Remember yeah. all well, day? Well, I, because... I knew. I knew that. Yeah. They had more. There was more stuff planned, but we were like, guys, the guys uh, are getting up there. Like every time yeah. that you see it, the last show on, on the like the last leg of a tour, like it could be the last because the guys, one of them could something happen, and you know what I mean. And then that's the end of Maiden. It like in a blink, you never know, right? Like we saw. Uh, we had tickets to Manchester and London, and then yeah, because that's why we had those really bad seats for the second London show because like they added the oh. second London show and we're like oh we're, we don't have the tickets to the last show anymore and I was like yeah. if, I was like we gotta we have to get tickets to the second show and that's yes. why we had those nosebleed seats but which are still actually really good awesome <laughs> they were awesome they were but, awesome but uh, yeah every time you see Maiden on tour the last show but especially especially when the show potentially yeah it could be the last but especially when it's called Legacy. Right, I mean, yeah. it's like Legacy of the Beast. I mean, everybody thought that was a closer tour. I mean, every I argued this a hundred times in the box. I'm like, you know, it's like <laughs> naming a song, naming it, naming it called The Last Dance, and they're like, oh, encore. <laughs> but so, let in that context, there's a question I, I although I Final have Front Frontier, everyone yeah. was going nuts saying it was the last album when the Final Frontier came out because of the title. <laughs> so, I don't think we should read stuff into titles, but I know what you mean. That's legacy true. of the Beast sounds like here's our legacy later. <laughs> that this is true this is true but then in that context so yeah and also on that second show in london you know bruce was just about turned 60 or just turned 60 he was right around there so there's or he was a year away but they were they were hitting that stage but on this one this band after this tenure after the pandemic release a track writing on the wall does that mean anything to you in the context of where the band's at or is it another final frontier I think it's another frontier, but I know what you mean. If, like, yeah. That's a saying, right? Like, I know a lot yeah. of people listen to our podcast from different countries, and we have a lot of people from, like, all over the world that listen to Talking Maiden. But, like, there's a saying, you know, you see the writing on the wall, which means basically you can, you're realizing the end is near. So, yeah. That kind when, of, I watched the, when I watched the video, I was, like, writing on the wall. I think he means, like, Armageddon or pandemic, and then and then pandemic Armageddon, and then and I was like, oh my god, maybe they're breaking up. Oh, I hope it's the I hope it's the Armageddon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I hope it's the Armageddon part. Uh, then, yeah. yeah, I don't care if the world ends, but I don't want. Armageddon I hope it's the stuff. apocalypse, not the yeah. Maiden. I take that. Yeah, because you can burn. <laughs> I can most handle of listening down. to Maiden in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> yeah. wasteland, but uh, no Maiden. Yeah. I can't even like fathom. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not fun. Oh man. And then so if it does hit, if a tour list hits, yeah. like I think now with the break in the podcast, right? And yeah. with with you know everything that's been going on the pandemic, I think we've we've done with Book of Souls, we did what? We did uh three shows. I think we did uh, three, right? Book of Souls. Book of Souls, we did Montreal, Quebec, and Toronto. I think we did three shows. Book of Souls. Montreal, yeah, Toronto, and then yeah, and a year Quebec. later, Quebec City. A year yeah. later, Quebec. 
And then we did uh, two or three and two. I think we can force the ladies to give us license for eight shows, maybe 12. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll do like a leg. Maybe we'll do <laughs> maybe we're, we're gonna rent an RV and just do podcasts. I'm sell on the my road. house. <laughs> sell everything I own. It. We'll buy an RV and we'll just uh, we'll do like all the North American gigs. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna have to do a bunch of them. No, but seriously, I am. I do want to see a few. I'd like to go. I'd like to see go down in the states and see a few shows because I've never seen them outside of uh, you know the UK and canada so i'd like to get, do true. a few your i'd like maybe do uh a few european shows too you know what i mean yeah mainland europe totally <laughs> i'm into it's it so i'm into exciting it. man like i was kind of not that i was getting out of maiden because i was still listening to them and i still love them and everything but like just having something new to talk and speculate about it's so awesome yeah definitely <laughs> like, I was in bed last night and i was yeah. just laying there and i was like hmm i wonder what the you know what this Eddie's gonna look like when he comes out on stage. Like, what's the what's the on stage Eddie gonna be? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. What's that gonna be like? Yeah. I've I've been I've been on a bit of a hiatus for Maiden. I've just been going through my vinyls, and I listen to you know I have a playlist I listen to it at work, which is Maiden, and um, but I mean I haven't been like super focused in. As a matter of fact, some of the news releases that come in, I just look at them like oh, I'm not even gonna watch that interview. I'm not gonna listen to that. I've just been kind of checking out of it a bit and taking a mental break from it. But I gotta say now I'm pretty recharged. And and when I saw that album cover, like I was just like, man, I gotta be honest, like I'm pretty pretty pumped. <laughs> I'm yeah, just like too. I can I can, like also with the pandemic and like I'll 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 you know first off I just want to say everyone has been reaching out through Facebook and and an email and all that stuff. On it like that's but they're awesome like we have such great people listen to this podcast and all the messages were awesome and it's just like now that the smoke is clearing on this nonsense and we can get going on with life right like that pandemic's over uh let's get on with life let's get traveling let's get out there and uh the idea of actually going to a new city and just going to a maiden show and seeing everyone i mean i don't it's it seems it seems otherworldly right now and it just seems like i just want to do it so bad so like i want this to come out in september i want it to be good I would love it to be great. I don't give a f. I'm just like, let's get this tour on the go, you know, yeah. and let's do this. I can't imagine it. what it's going to be like to be in a stadium banging your head to writing on the wall. You know, when that's yes. riff kicks in and everyone's just got their horned hands and they're just banging their head and like stomping their feet and just like stomp, stomp, stomp. It's just going to be insane. Yes. Like, ah, uh, it's going to be so cool. It seems like forever ago. Although I it saw does. a local band in a in a, a bar downtown last weekend. And that was pretty cool. Did you? Yeah. So things are funny. Kind of I, I never got an invite there. Funny about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even know they were allowed to play music indoors here now. Yeah. Well, it's like you wear a mask at the door and then you go in and you find your place and then you can take your mask off and drink your beer. And yeah. Do whatever. Take, basically, and you I, had to put a mask on to go to the bathroom, but everything else was normal. Yeah, and if anyone thinks my comments on this are flippant, obviously this stuff's really serious and all that stuff. But like, we literally live on an island where there are zero cases. Everyone's vaccine, vaccinated, and they're still trying to make us walk through hula hoops. I mean, it's like, yeah. get over it. Like, I mean, they're they're definitely. I don't know. I, I you know I hope when we do have the live tour, it's not going to be like, okay, guys, you can rock out, but no hands in the air and sit six feet. I'm, 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 I'm literally like, I know Maiden <laughs> fans will just rush the stage and just like yeah. lose their mind, and we won't care. Yeah, they'd be like, we've uh, marked off on the floor with tape, uh, with duct tape, six foot squares, and uh, 
Everyone in the mosh pit, stay in your square. <laughs> like, that's not going to work. Stay in your – it's not going to work, yeah. you know. I know. And it's you funny, know what, though, and, because the yeah. way that we think about it, like living in Newfoundland, we're on an island. We're on the east coast of Canada. There's almost nobody here. Um, yeah. If you look at the land mass and the amount of people, like, you know, there's no trains and there's no, like, subways or – you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's barely any, like, apartment buildings. It's all – it's, like, sparse. And we had – for months and months and months and months and months of the pandemic, we had zero cases here where we yes. were just like, it was like, or there'd be like, oh, there's one case. It's someone that flew in, but they're in isolation. And like, so we basically had yeah. none here forever. So no. for, to us, it's just been like super annoying. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh my God. It's so funny though, because, you know, even during those periods, we had some pretty stringent rules and, and you know, some people say, yeah. well, that's why we're, we're in a good place. We're in and that's fair. Yeah. But and mean, maybe that's now, why we didn't have any cases. Yeah. Here. Yeah, every now and then, though, I, I kind of, you know, it's just the natural, like, uh, you know, guy on prom night in me where I'm just like, let's just chance it. It's what's like, the worst possible Wah. thing that could happen? Yeah, what's the possible? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, it's, so for me, I think this stage now where we, you know, we've done everything we can do. That's the other thing, too. I don't, you know, we don't want to talk about this stuff too much. But when we, when we come back to the tour, people have been good. People have, uh, you know, paid their dues. We've been inside. Like, I do not want our concerts hindered by this stuff. Let's just get out there and get going. Yeah, exactly. So, I can't wait. I think we're all on the same page. Wait, yeah. I cannot wait, and and yeah, and so we can pre-order this, and it'll come in September. Yeah, and then and and uh, man, September third. September third. I can't wait. I can't wait. This is like, I don't know. It's like uh, Christmas back in the eighties used to be (laughs) before it sold out. (laughs) Totally, totally before before Christmas before Christmas got lame. <laughs> oh man! Can I can't I wait to hear real... the time machine, man. I just want to hear the time machine, and I'll be happy. I want to do a very quick Leafs minute because I have to oh, go for it. Happened. Oh my god! Just I'm, a real quick. Seriously, want to do this? Okay. I want to do it because all of my like I've had friends like I have Iron Maiden fans who write me are like Dubroy. I got to throw a Dubroy's name. Like what the hell? So the Leafs. You know, I do the Leafs minute every now and then. I'm a diehard Leafs fan. Like literally, Leafs podcasts are like my life right now. I, I listen to them all the time. I don't know why, because it's the worst bloody team in the world, right? They're, they're just, they're, they just suck. We have a very good, well-balanced team. Uh, we spent a lot of draft picks to round it out, getting ready for a cup run. We finished top in our division. We go up against Montreal Canadiens. Like, you know, Montreal, <laughs> the Canadian division in Canada, all seven teams, because of the border restriction, the pandemic, all seven teams are one division. We're up three to one in the best of seven series, and we just... Of course, with the Leafs, we just do it like we do to you, Nisbet, all the time. And your Boston nonsense, and Melissa Nee can eat it. You know, all you Boston <laughs> fans, and then and then Columbus, and we choke again, again. Yeah. And literally the next day, I was like, people were like, "I'm going to burn my jersey." They were so done with it. You know, we lose yeah. in Game Seven. We're out again. I I took my jersey, and I was thinking, I'm going to burn it just for luck and get a new one because obviously I can never abandon <laughs> this bandwagon. Anyway, but you know okay, what? That's Nesbitt, a minute. <laughs> That's a minute. But Nesbitt, I just got one last thing to say. This year, <laughs> this yeah. year we're going to be good. Anyway. Yeah, which is what you've said to me for the last 10 years. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Do you want to wrap it up with a video commentary on the writing on the wall? Let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, I'm going to go get a beer. And when we come back, we'll do a, uh, a writing on the wall commentary. On the video. 
Okay, so if anyone's listening to this, I mean, you can just listen to it, but what you should do is go to YouTube, open up uh, the Writing on the Wall official video, and uh, I'll count down, and we'll I'll, I'll hit play, and then uh, you can listen to me and Josh make commentary on it. <laughs> See if this works. Okay, three, two, one, play. Okay. So I do like these eagles. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. uh, yeah. Circling eagles. People say it's the back bad. cover of the Number of the Beast album. So and there's the World really? Slavery shirt. So. Yeah, I kind of feel bad about this person. Not a good outcome. Spoiler alert. Oh, here's something that that popped into my head. See, uh, yeah. when the Eddie reaches down, you'll see it in a second. Yeah. Or this mysterious figure. Yeah. And see the ring he has on his hand? It's like a peace of mind ring. Yeah. Do you remember when we were in London and we were like walking around Soho and we stumbled into that jewelry store that made Iron Maiden rings? And they yeah, had that there. exact piece of peace of mind ring and I was going to buy it. But then I found out the price tag and I was like, no, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. That guy's a bit with the sandals, very uh, religious iconography. And then boom, the four There's of them. There's the curtain horses. And, uh, and the four and the Aces Hyper. Yeah. yeah. And there's the poor choppers. old uh, Flight 666. No, that's the Book or of the Souls Ed, plane. Ed, yeah, the Ed Force yeah. One. Ed Force One, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that is that San Francisco Bridge up there? Uh, the uh, Golden Gate Bridge there's or something? There's an Eddie. Yeah, yeah, there's one there in the... And then, the, of course, the 17. Did you notice the, the 17, yeah, in the tanks is cool. Only after only after the uh, the, the spoilers things, to be honest. Uh, I love this here. You know, this, yeah. the American flag... That poor astronaut yeah. with one leg. <laughs> also, it's also it's flying the wrong, it's flown the wrong way. Like, see yeah. how they're flying it off that. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And these guys, it's a very Pink Floydish to me to see these guys walking. It is, it is. And like, no it prayer is. for the dying gravestone. And there's the uh, dragon, Chinese dragon that ate a missile. I know. I love this. This is my favorite. This could have been the whole video, to be honest. Just play that along. Everyone's afraid. I, to oh, look, there's poor, poor Sooty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and then you saw the R one hundred one was down there. Then I was didn't. The R one hundred one. Yeah, I didn't notice that. The satellite. And there, what we they've been teasing yeah. us with for like weeks and weeks. Yeah. That tower. I know. What is yeah, that it's, gate? It, it's like a force field or something. But it's very, this is, is a very. Uh, um. Oh, there's the original Iron Man. For... <laughs> oh, nice. But so uh, many flies. You from know, that flies. solo album that Paul Diano and Den Stratton did. Nice. But this is a very, uh, you said it was very uh, heavy metal. Yeah. Which is true. It has a very heavy metal feel, that yeah. cartoon from the the, the 80s, early 80s. I, I like this. I never mentioned this part when we were talking about it in the episode. Like that, the old man sucking the life force out of the young people. Like that, there's something to be said there. There's a baby boomer commentary in this one, millennials. <laughs> or 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 a or a billionaire blood drinker from San San, San Francisco. That whole that's a whole conspiracy theory thing that obviously is BS. But this, this is cool. Is, uh, like what what do you make of the blue skin people? Like what's going on there? I don't know, but I know this hooded guy is not having it, and he's going to reveal himself. I know. Do you know? You know what I? There is. You know what I can say about that fat cat in the car? He's not paying enough taxes. <laughs> it's the just fat like cat. Going along with the cigar, he's like, how can I be any more obnoxious in front of all these poor people? And here we go. I love this. Yeah, here I we go. I love this too. This is, this is where it gets awesome. 
Also, cartoons are a medium where, you know, you grew up with them, so there's not a lot of death. And when you see yeah. people, like, decapitating brains, it's such a cool – I find it's really good. So when I watched this the first time, my 8-year-old daughter was here. And uh, there's a part here where she was kind of, like, freaked out and she left the room. And it wasn't anything to do with violence. It's, like, where the guy gets turned into a goat. <laughs> oh, uh... So this is yeah. where we all got to look at the uh, – it's, like, a somewhere in time Eddie who turns into the yeah. samurai. And this is where we started throwing the theory around of the Samurai Eddie being the the new Eddie. Yes. Which was right. You're right. But this I mean, is very spelled out right here. Yeah. It's kind of modern. Yeah. Even though it's a samurai. Looks almost robotic. He's pretty cool looking. I like his teeth, He's, man. I like the teeth. It's unreal. I do too. The, the only Voltron thing I find funny action. about this. Yeah, the Voltron action. The only thing I find funny is like. He's the good guy, but he but he looks so evil, right? Yeah, well, that's Later what Eddie's on. all about. Yeah. It's cool. That's true. Yeah, he's always that way, but sometimes he's bad. Yeah, and there they are—the four Eddies of the apocalypse. Are they Eddies? Oh yeah, I think that's like the killer's Eddie with the axe. Yeah, I figured they were like Eddie apprentices or something. That's very summer in time there. Yeah. Oh, the DJ. <laughs> the clown. I love it. And there's the uh, the plague coming from the power slave, Eddie. There's the book of souls, Eddie. <laughs> it's such a cool Eddie. I love him. The multiple Eddies is an interesting angle. Like, yeah. So this is so this the is ending, where I find it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the ending it seems very like uh, meaningful, but it's like meaning that I'm not quite have my head wrapped around. So th- this is the part right here where he's like, "I'm the good guy." This is why I say that's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm so your that's, friend." That's uh, the six 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 in Roman numerals on the car. Yeah. Rescued from the feast. <laughs> and like Adam and Eve. Yeah, and is that the apple from the seventh son, Eddie? No idea. And then they bite well, it, not, and it's like you're not supposed you're free, to eat but the now apple. yeah, now you're gonna start it all over again. You know what I mean? No. Anyway, it's pretty cool. I was pretty impressed when I saw that. At first, I didn't know what to think of it when I first saw it, but uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, throughout the podcast, I've always said I'm not a video guy, and you know, when I kind of got into Maiden later, you know, the videos weren't a thing anymore. This is one I've watched and watched. Like compare this to Speed of Light. Like, I mean, this is awesome. I mean, yeah, well, Maiden no videos aren't about. aren't. You know, they're usually not that great, to be honest. This this is legit awesome. I really except for like women in video. uniform. <laughs> I love yeah, that video. Oh, that, that's a great one too. Yeah. The truth is, is that you know they said they had all these people working on the video. There are a series of stills in there, or a series of scenes that would make awesome posters. There are. It's like it's a really high quality shot. There's some cool stuff in there. Yeah, I'd like to see what they do with like all of this art as far as backdrops and concert stuff, like concert i just said concert stuffs but uh like the four eddies of the apocalypse you know uh coming out on stage or whatever i think it'd be you know there's a lot of cool stuff they could do and the merch i can't i can't think of the merch the tattoos and finally finally a chance to spend some money (laughs) but all those samurai eddies and stuff it'll be cool We'll be like, Josh, uh, did you, do you like my new uh, Iron Maiden kimono? I just got out of the shower. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
You will. You will, too. I'll come in and you'll, you'll, you'll be at the cabin. You'll be walking along these sandals with, like you'll be on two-inch risers. You'll be like walking along the floor. You'll be like not touching the floor. Like click, click, click. Be, like, yeah. well, I only eat be with like, these. Go- <laughs> yeah, I only eat with Iron Maiden chopsticks now. Chopsticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought them at the concert. <laughs> like, what is going on? No, man. That Oh, I could imagine, though. Just imagine this. Imagine an Iron Maiden samurai sword. Oh, yeah. That'd one. be cool. We would Probably. both buy one. Yeah. Fight you know, to the death. Having a time. Anyway, pretty cool video. That was our, uh, that was kind of a last minute uh, addition to this episode. The uh, yeah. commentary to uh, Maiden goofball commentary. <laughs> but uh, that was, uh, I think that was a pretty good special. It felt good to be talking about Maiden again. Was, it was uh, good to get back at it. You know, and I miss yeah. podcasting with you. I got to say, you didn't miss a beat. I mean, you're right on it. You've been tracking this all the time. I, I And also, I've been reading your emails because I, I track the emails too. I've replied to a few. And then, like, I'm watching you. you. You're still sending quite a few emails. Well, we still get a lot of emails at the talkingmaiden yeah. at gmail.com. And I've been re- replying to everybody. So, yeah, we still get – it was a lot when the podcast was going on the go. But, like, you know, we've been almost a year now since we've done the podcast. And I still get – you know, I get, it's not, there, you know, I might get one a week now, but, you know, I write everyone back and I get in these long discussions, which is fun. So it's kind of cool. I so if anyone wants good. to talk to yeah. either of us, talkingmaiden at gmail.com or talkingmaiden.com, there is a, yeah. uh, a form you can fill out. Yeah. And at talkingmaiden on, uh, on Twitter. Twitter. So follow us if you want to, you know, because... I think we're kind of going to go silent again for a little while, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, we never know. We're also uh, at Nesbitt Moves on TikTok, aren't we? Did we get that? Did we, did, did we sort that <laughs> out after? <laughs> I'm not even 100% sure what TikTok is. <laughs> <laughs> at Nesbitt, at Nesbit, uh, what do you call it? At Nesbitt Twerks. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, yeah, but um, we're definitely going to go back on a hiatus now, but we'll be engaged with all the channels waiting for the new uh, yeah. album. So follow us if you want uh, updates of when we're coming back because uh, New Maiden, you know, yeah, I want to make sure we cover every single song. So We will be doing that. That's for And sure. hopefully we'll see some people out uh, when Maiden tours again. So We yeah, made so many friends doing this podcast. It's crazy. Like, it's awesome. I feel like we could go anywhere and, like, you know, email a few people and go for a few beers before a show. It's awesome. kind of cool. It's such a community of like maiden people. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was, that was fun. This is a long marathon. This was, uh, I think it was, it was good. It flew though. <laughs> it flew. It went too I knew quick. this would happen when we started talking about maiden because we haven't I talked know. about them for an hour. Well, haven't recorded us talking about them. We always talk about them, but. I guess we leave it there. Talkingmaiden.com. Get us on uh, Twitter at TalkingMaiden. TalkingMaiden yep. at gmail.com. Get us on Facebook. We're Talking Maiden on Facebook. Go to TalkingMaiden.com slash talk if you want to leave a leave a comment about this or about the new album because we're going to be back soon we're taking another hiatus but until then up the irons down the hops down with your boots on 